Friday, you bastard. Encyclopedia Films proudly presents Easter around this big blue marble we call Earth. Here in North America, children await a visit from the Easter Bunny. While in San Francisco, gaily dressed and color-coordinated celebrants hide their eggs where you'd never think to look, giving new meaning to the world like rabbits. In India, Mohandas Bunny is actually an emaciated five-foot cow who delivers baskets filled with pestilence and famine while blaming it on the thermonuclear aspirations of those rancid Pakistanis. In Iran, the Easter Bunny, known as Haji the Magic Bunny, who clears the fields of mines before the spring planting. Oh, look, a rabbit's foot. In North Korea, Peter Cottontail, known only as Kim Chi Wan, is sometimes mistaken. There for four, as he comes hop, hop, hopping down the bunny trail. Meanwhile, in sweltering Africa, children visit the zoo to toss goodies at Ibutu the Easter Chimp, believing whomever is hit by what Ibutu throws back at them will have good luck all year. So, there you have it. Whether you believe in the Easter Bunny, Ibutu the Easter Chimp, or Mohandas the Emaciated Easter Cow, may the magic of Easter be yours as you enjoy this special holiday around the world. Maybe Precious can be a Luis's Easter Chimp on Passions, which George didn't watch yesterday. He taped it, but he still oh, hasn't watched it. it. Well, you get with it. I watched Born on the Fourth of July last night. I know, I owe you. Well, that was depressing. No, Great movie, but it was very depressing, especially, and the timing was perfect. Yeah, it was good that I put it off until right now. Because what it points out, and just perfectly, is the way that everything gets sanitized, and especially now, the media, but they did the same thing in the early days of Vietnam, they sanitize it all. Everything is just a list, a list of names and statistics. Was it like this? I mean, was it this efficient, this perfect? Oh, yeah. And, and they, it was it was easier to do it because they didn't have any embedded journalists. They didn't have any of this other crap. You didn't, by accident, see any of the fallout because we didn't have the technology back then. We didn't have that great instant satellite technology. Mm -hmm. So it was only years later, after all the protests started building and building and building, that we started to get the pictures back, right. the film footage uh -huh. of all the naked, uh, just blown up grotesque uh, images, little children and the women, all the other stuff that was going on. But at any rate... Thousands in Baghdad, by the way, protesting. They said these are the biggest protests since WW2 against what they call foreign occupation. I just mentioned that in passing because the big news right now, of course, that all of the news channels are parading breathlessly <laughs> here on Good Friday is the new pictures of uh, Clown Sodom. <laughs> yeah. Abu Dhabi TV had the original pictures, and now, of course, all the other. I bet you right now as I speak, let me turn over to CNN. I bet you it's not. Uh, we got the press briefing. We got the propaganda briefing. But they all had it on there from Abu Dhabi TV, supposedly April 9, which is what, a week ago Wednesday. And there was a Sodom and even uh, Kusay, one of his sons, they were right. parading around in one of the parts of uh, the city. Kusay, not Pusay. Pusay. Pusay and Hussein. <laughs> and they were, like, doing their thing, and everybody said, oh, well, we'll have to check this out again. I wouldn't be surprised, just like Sandy Claus, if they have a different uh, Sodom on every major street corner by the end of the month. Just to be effing with us, you know what I mean? We effed with them, and now they're effing back with us. Speaking of that, let me give the uh, plug for our good, close, personal friend. What's his name? Oh, Joe Rizzoli at Roth Office Supply. Let's see. The Greater Hollywood Chamber of Commerce invites you to Expo Alfresco. Although Joe used to be a better friend when he was before he started telling me about my Mayor Mara Gulanti and how she's not so bad. You're full of crap, Joe. You're a good guy, but you're full of crap. He's got to say that. He's with the Chamber. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. You know, he's just another one of those political uh, liquors, pot liquors. <laughs> 
The Great Hollywood Chamber of Commerce invites you to Expo Al Fresco 2003, Hollywood's ultimate networking party and food tasting extravaganza, Wednesday, April 30th, between 5 and 8.30 in the p.m. One admission price includes gourmet food tasting, beverages, entertainment, snow toboggan ride, and Hollywood's biggest trade fair. I bet you there'll be beverages and more. And then some. Beverages and more. Harrison Street, east of Dixie Highway in downtown Hollywood, where it <laughs> takes place. Advanced ticket price, 10 bucks, 15 bucks at the gate, kids under 8, free. And a portion of the proceeds will benefit the Broward Outreach Center. If you want more information and tickets and all this other good stuff, call 954-923-4000. There will be all kinds of great food from all kinds of great places, including Amazing Chocolates, Atlantic City Subs, Dave and Busters, Dandy Donuts, Grace and Jack's, Old Boston Seafood, Hollywood Ice Cream, Jerusalem Pizza, Oy. and lots more. Ooh, speaking of that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Today you're getting your matzo pizza. Happy Pesach from all our good close personal friends at the Pizza Loft. They got the matzo pizza, the matzo lasagna, mm. the matzo crista, <laughs> just in time for Good Friday. The W in George W. Bush was our pool yesterday, stands for, and we had our usual sensational response, 1,372 votes. Wonderful, 168, 12.2%. Now, of course, the bushlickers would say, see, wonderful was the first choice, but only 12.2%. In fact, if you add together the three positive W's in there in the whole list, it comes out to like about 13%, huh. which leaves 87% had something caustic to say about our fearless leader. Wonderful, 168. We tarded, 158. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love it. He's a little retarded. Worthless, 151. Warmonger, 128. What Me Worry, 111, with apologies to Alfred E. Wannabe Dictator, 71. Weasel, 59. Witless, 44. As in... <laughs> weapons of Mass Destruction, 43. Worst, 43. Whoop-ass. Open up a can of whoop-ass and have it for lunch <laughs> with our macaroni and cheese. Winner, 35. Horror, 35. What a disgrace. I think George must have been behind that. Calling our present a horror... Reckless with a W, 31. Wasted and Wehrmacht, 29. Wehrmacht would have gotten a lot more votes if they knew what it meant. If they understood the significance. But they don't get it. Plus, we don't have too many Choymans in South Florida. Ach. Uh, what did I just say? Wehrmacht. Wehrmacht and Wasted, uh, 29. White Bread, 26. Wank, 24 Wanks. Wacko, 21. <laughs> Wretched, 20. Warped, 18. Wrongdoer, 17. Wiener, 14. Wicked, 14. What, what, 13. He's got 13 what, what's. He started out with one. Now he's got 13. Worm, 7. World Beater, 6. Woeful, 6. Whitey, 5. And Ratful, 3. That's uh, not not too positive there in this crowd. And, of course, the immediate response from the bushlickers would be, well, you've chased all of the bush fans away. Good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know where to, you know, Dr. Laura and Rush. And, of course, our good, close, personal ex-friend. Oh. Are you sure? Oh, that's right. There's a great, uh, oh, i got to play that. Where the hell is it? What? This. Oh, we have the oil field secured with the pipeline under construction. Is that it? And you... No, that's not it. That's, that's not my dick. Clear Channel wants you to show your support in our rally for Pax America. We'll be scheduling one in your town soon. So call your local Clear Channel on the corner and sign up now. All 50 of you will be supplied with our handheld patriotic signs of aid and will be invited to enjoy our Texas-style Christian barbecue while flipping off liberal dissenters. The festivities will be capped off with a community book-burning bonfire. All you have to remember is march forward in lockstep and don't blink your eyes. Hey, what? you blinked your eyes. 
Be a patriot, not a liberal book reader. The talented Phil Hendry was once one of those. So we took him downstairs to the quiet room. We're aware that you're a nice guy, Mr. Hendry. <laughs> I was a nice guy myself once. Yeah. Oh, I had my share of liberal views in the past. And I found out, Mr. Hendry, that the world is a school of business. Are you sure? There is no need for free thought or creativity. Yeah, but let me say something for Let me say there something. There is only a need for Clear Channel, General Electric, Halliburton, Bechtel, Amico, Chevron, and Shell. Okay. From now on, Mr. Hendricks. Yeah? You will make all your perverted characters liberal dissenters. Okay. Because, Mr. Henry, yeah. you're on radio, dummy. All right, all right. I had to play it. Oh, I hadn't heard it. You hadn't heard that yet? <laughs> no, I, I neglected to play that. <laughs> Are you sure? George has got a big weekend coming up because he needs Woo. the cash, especially to make up for getting screwed over at Treasure Island last week. Yeah. He likes to get try to get screwed at Treasure Island, but last week he just got screwed over. Join George today, 2 to 4, right after the show at Fort Lauderdale Harley on Federal Highway just south of Oakland Park Boulevard. Stop by to win some free crap. And enjoy free food from Atlantic City Subs, where the bread makes the difference, and Ira as well. And, of course, we no longer have Scott to deal with, and we're excited about that. Two to four for Lauderdale Harley this afternoon on Federal Highway, just south of Oakland Park Boulevard. George will be there. You can come and make faces at him. And then tomorrow, noon to two, George will be out at Bill Seidel's Boulevard of Savings on Northwest 36th Street, just west of 27th Avenue in Miami. You'll have some more of our usual very low-budget QM prizes, but also more Atlantic City Subs. Get there very early, because... People that work over oh, there like to chop up all the free food. Well, they don't have them in Dade County, so that's a rare treat for them. They don't have Atlantic City subs in Dade County. Not well, yet. too bad. I'd make sure that Ira doesn't get there until all your good, close, personal friends show up. And, of course, tomorrow being Saturday and the middle of a holiday weekend, I'll guarantee you. Oh, yeah. That all your buddies will be there. The guy with the eyes will be there and the guy with the fanny pack. He and can't the get Jack a ride down to Miami. Hands. What? He can't get a ride down to Miami, the guy with oh. the eyes. Maybe uh, John Levitt can drive him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> White House criticized over Cheney suit. Oh, no. Come on. Not on a holiday weekend. A federal appeals court yesterday questioned the Bush administration's request to stop a lawsuit delving into Vice President Dick Cheney's contracts with energy industry executives and lobbyists. Appeals judges Harry Edwards and David Tattel suggested the White House had no legal basis for asking them to block a lower court judge from letting the case proceed. The Bush administration took the unusual step of coming to the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in the midst of the case U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan has ruled that the Sierra Club and Judicial Watch may be entitled to a limited amount of information about the meetings Cheney and his aides had with the energy industry in formulating the White House's energy plan. The plan, adopted four months after President Bush took office, favored opening up public lands to oil and gas drilling and a wide range of other steps backed by the industry. Among the industry executives that Cheney Energy Task Force has acknowledged meeting with were former Enron Chief Executive Ken Lay. Kenny boy! Oh, yeah! The stench of cow manure, man, is coming from all of that deal, but they don't want to tell us nothing about it. Can't imagine why, can you? No. Whoa. We're going to have kind of an informal show today, you know? Really informal, because nobody's working today. <laughs> Apparently. I mean, the on-the-air people, Mad Dog will be on in the Humper and Eddie tonight, but other than that, the office staff is all, they all got religion today. They all became Farbisinagoyim. I mean, real professional Catholics. Well, that's why it's a good Friday for them. Is that what it is? And, of course, they're also celebrating a little bit of uh, the midst of Pesach. It wouldn't surprise me at all. They're probably out there eating. I had some matzo ball soup yesterday oh! in honor of Passover. In fact, when I went into my deli, she said uh, she gave me the usual menu. She said, would you like a uh, Passover menu? I said, no. A Passover <laughs> menu. Yeah. 
She says, how would you like the SARS special menu? <laughs> There's extra stuff on the Passover menu. Yeah, she said, once you eat from that menu, you get a lot of extra so elbow room. You had some uh, matzo ball soup? Yeah, I did. You eat some ball, Oh, by the way, 190.5, 190.5 <laughs> on the scale this morning, which doesn't lie. It's digital. We'll see how the beast does when he comes in. On this day, we're going to honor my weight, my two-pound weight loss, in honor of Dr. Bob, who died yesterday, Dr. Bob Atkins. Did you hear about that? No. Dr. Bob died. <sighs> if anybody else calls in to tell us uh, that Dr. Atkins died, we will personally come to your home and give you a new uh, steel bullet die. Yeah. You'll just wither away in no time at all. 914 already at 560 WQAM. If you have $2,000 or more on a credit card, I want you to listen, put your ear very close to the radio, and crank that baby up. Dedicated Consumer Counseling can help you. It'll cost you nothing. Dedicated is a non-profit company. They'll contact the companies you owe money to, and then they can cut your payments in half. Call 1-800-4-NO-DEBT. That's 1-800, the number four and letters N-O-D-E-B-T. Dedicated will help your interest rate, eliminate late fees, and save your credit, and it will cost you nothing. The bank pays Dedicated, so you pay zero. If you're tired of battling credit card debt, call Dedicated today, 1-800, the number four, no debt. Call and find out how Dedicated can help you out. Oot. You have nothing to lose if you just had it with credit card debt, high interest rates, and late fees. These are the people you ought to be talking to. Dedicated Consumer Counseling. Give them a try. They'll handle all the things for you. Call Dedicated right now at 1-800-4-NO-DEBT. And don't forget, it costs you absolutely, positively nothing. Call 1-800-4-NO-DEBT number four, no debt, for Dedicated Consumer Counseling. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Have the season pace off. Well, welcome back to the Mohammed and Show on the dawn of our fearless leader's glorious victory. They won't be attacking us again. <laughs> you mean the big statues? <laughs> Don't you ever, ever contradict the good intentions of our government? <laughs> that hole in the ground in New York is all on account of that guy, see? Why, the last thing the victims saw was a dam behind the wheel of that plane. I thought it was the Saudis. Oh, the Saudis, huh? Yeah. Why, you left this commie pinko fag? No. Why, I'll have you know that guy's like Hitler. Take it from me. I'm a survivor, you know. From a concentration camp? Yeah, but that was no game. Show. How'd you survive that? I was, uh, uh what they call it, a, a Sonder Commando. A what? Well, it was, uh, like, uh, it was me and Harry Fleischer's grandfather, and we had to, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday today. It was 1942. Well, come on, we'll see you now. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll this. In time? I have bone, uh, I'll, uh, commandant. Where is Fleischer? Well, he went under the covers to turn in more of them, the, the certain jewels. Very well, then. And what information have you for me today? Well, I got, uh, Rosenblatt, uh, that guy there's a Jew. You can have him. And, uh, that, uh, Lowenstein broad, there's one for you. Can I have my hair piece back now? <laughs> I use it to wipe my boots. Oh, well, that's... Uh... But your efforts will not go unrewarded. The Fuhrer is pleased with your cooperation. And he will be visiting this office once he concludes his meeting with Preston Bush. I don't know about you, but I use his meat tenderizer. Hey there, head off. Uh, what do you know? What do you say? He's our gigantischen Aufgabe. He says you have a nice back. Now, he wants you to bend over. Now, see here. that day is when the judge came at me. I wonder if Adolf uses meat tenderizer on Mo. 
919 at 560 is a special Easter a Good Friday treat. We have uh, March 24th, 1964, New York Rangers at the Toronto Maple Leafs in uh, lieu of our show today. He's hit by Shaq. Brewer to Bond. Don't you think we just ought to play the audio from this hockey game? Oh, please. Shooting it off, Nielsen stick down the ice into the Ranger zone. Uh, I think it would be a good idea, Bill Hewitt. And then, of course, we could also play some of the highlights from a racing. Where the hell is this racing from? Oh, there's the Meadowlands. All you got to know is Jackie Moe. I guess we won't do that. It's a possibility, though. I just feel like we're always getting screwed on these days, you know? Yeah. No, because everybody else takes off. The parking right. lot is empty. It's a big mm-hmm. busman's holiday. Muff, who don't do a damn thing anyway, takes off. Uh, oh, well, it comes in yesterday to give us a cheerful goodbye for a few days. He'll be back on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. I don't even want to tell you what's going on in the other room with the log and all the, the red and the yellow on the auto log, and he's got nobody to talk to about it. <laughs> Why is that? Because everybody's gone. Yeah, but what's happening with it? Some spots are not there. Some are out of date. We don't know whether we should play them or not. There's hey, don't ask. start making trouble now, okay? It's the QAMF and way. That's just the way we do things. Yeah, so but we might lose money. We might ball. lose money. Like I said, let's put on a hockey game. In Toronto. Oh. <laughs> Here's the uh, poll for today. This is this is a tough one. You're right. And the only reason it's such a serious poll is because it's your fault. Yeah. Because you got me to watch that Born on the Fourth oh, of July sorry. DVD last night, which I'm glad I did. Great job by Tom Cruise in that, too. I that was, was back before he became, uh, right. became whatever he is now. Just uh, a schmuck. What was the worst chapter in American history is the poll today? And I've got, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, a dozen good choices. Slavery. Oh, it's already up there. Slavery's got six. Slavery, Civil War, Depression, World War One, World War Two, Assassinations of the 60s, JFK, Martin Luther King, and RFK, Watergate, Vietnam, Gulf War One. The 2000 presidential election, the attack on Iraq or Monica Gate. I would call it Penis Gate, but Tom Cruise's mom in uh, Born on the Fourth of July said, <laughs> Don't say, Don't say penis. <laughs> and then he starts screaming out, Effing big penis. <laughs> erect, big erect penis, something like that. He yeah. starts screaming out, yeah. Great. And she's just having a nervous <laughs> breakdown. Especially on Good Friday, don't say penis, whatever you do, okay? Don't no, say it. it. It's don't neat. even look at it. That's supposed to have meat. Because that's what the Catholic Church is all about, after all, is, uh, anyway. What was the worst chapter in American history? We're asking today on neilrogers.com, and it's up to you. It won't be an easy choice. What the hell did I vote for? I don't even know which one I, I voted I, for I now. I struggled and agonized. I think I voted for the assassinations. By the way, the assassinations of the 60s, there is no doubt in my mind now, were all done by the uh, military-industrial establishment. Okay. Oh, yeah, because, first of all, the Kennedys were going to change the status mm-hmm. quo, and, of course, Martin Luther King really wanted to change the right. racist... Uh, institution of the american government and uh they that didn't fly too well with those folks it interfered screwed up all their plans like tessio said screws up all my plans the worst chapter in american history slavery civil war depression ww1 ww2 assassination of the 60s jfk mlk rfk watergate vietnam gulf war one 2000 presidential election the attack on iraq or monica gate known in some circles as penis gate in some circles. Anyway, we kind of glossed over, and I think it's really bad. I th- we ought to have a lot of calls today from Atkins people, don't you think? Sure. They just had a story I was flipping. And you mean the uh, Sodom and uh, Us- Usay weren't on there? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Well, why do they keep... Uh, well, I already know. And, and you people in the media, by the way, I want to... Isn't that interesting? All of these great bedtime stories that we have on our website and that we get to read, thank goodness, because mm-hmm. we still have freedom of the press, uh... In the print media, that's where you find them. In the American electronic media, forget about it. You won't see it. Right. You won't see it. Mm-mm. 
And you want to know why? Because the FCC has no power over the print media. They have no, thank goodness, they don't regulate the print media. They don't license or regulate the New York Times or the Washington Post or any of the websites, uh, especially on the Internet. They have no control over them. Yet. As opposed to the broadcast media, what, uh, well, you know, you better do what's right because, uh, you know, Michael uh, Powell is doing this and Michael Powell is doing that. And if you want to have uh, control of the entire media, you better be nice to us. You better be as much fox-like as you possibly can. So that's uh, the big difference. And that's why if you really want the truth, go to the Internet, go to our website or a bunch of other good websites and start doing a little bit of reading because you sure as hell won't get it on television. Guarantee you that right now. You might get some replays of some old hockey games. All ready to go for that face-off. And... Come on, let's just put the whole thing on it. What do you say? Take a little day off. Get the spots okay. in. <laughs> yeah, I think what's good for the what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You say that as if it's a foregone conclusion we're going to get the spots in. What do you mean by that? Because there's no one to consult with about Listen, this. Listen, look, we'll do the best we can. Right. That's all we can do. Don't look. Don't worry about them. They have no clue what's going on. The sales to people they, they just <laughs> they've absconded with the cash. Okay, maybe they were over in Baghdad stealing all the stuff out of the museum. I have no idea, but they sure as hell aren't uh, doing their job. All I got to do is uh, just leave town the first day I'm gone, and right away they say like a bunch of little rats start playing their games. And screw Anne, of course, she's still passed out under her desk. They're trying to scrape her. They're trying to get the roto rooter guy to get in there, scrape her ass off of there, or just to scrape her ass. Maybe Eliana Ross Layton can <laughs> scrape her ass with some of that uh, soap made from Jews. Anyway, Diet Guru Atkins dead at 72, and they had uh, quite a bit of stuff on him yesterday. Here, and I never really thought about it that much. But it's true, because he was, you know, he's a good guy, but he was boring. He was, but not everybody can have a great personality. But he was, uh, you know, kind of a boring guy. But the fact of the matter is he had big balls. That's the thing. And all of those 30 years that he had his uh, diet plan, his his uh, concept going of low carbs, he took nothing but crap. I mean, this guy took more crap than we do. Right. Just on and on and on, the so-called medical establishment. And you see, by the way, walking around all over America, the great job the medical establishment is doing, keeping everybody in real good shape, especially at QAM. We're, we're like the poster child for American fat. So he really did take a lot of crap. And then, of course, as time went on, and even recently, and I guess if there's anything, anything positive to say, that is before he died, at least he was vindicated to a large degree by these studies that came out in the last year. And he said, guess what? Not only do you lose more weight on the Atkins on the low-carb diet, but also your cholesterol and your blood uh, your blood lipids go down. They get better. Your triglycerides, your cholesterol. How about that? Yeah. Because he poo-pooed the establishment, this whole concept about, wow, you got to eat pasta and rice and bread and vegetables. Well, of course, pasta and rice and bread, that's pure refined carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Makes your blood sugar skyrocket and makes you P-H-A-T. But the pyramid says... And Goyam took it away from him. Yeah. Goyam. The Goyam took it away from him. See, he's talking about Good Friday again. 26 past 9 at 560 WQM on a really great day. The staff is out. The log is screwed up, and it's just the way we like it at QAM. We're real excited about it. Mo Meister, pretty weak show this morning, Mo. And uh, seriously, get him a clock. Why is he running over every day? Is the clock in there like uh, all screwed up? Robert insists we're off, even though Carl... Hey, I, got, hey, I hate to break the yeah. news to you, Robert. I go by the uh, City Pulse digital clock here that's like, connected to the World Atomic Clock. And when I tell you it's 9 o'clock, uh, it's 9 o'clock. And... For Christmas, yes. I gave Carlos one of those watches that updates itself with the atomic clock by satellite. Right. right. So he's right if no one else is. No, I'll, I'll tell you what time it is exactly right now, okay? It is 
That's what he's got, exactly, to the side. 927. Nine. And there, there's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm looking at the digital readout here on City Pulse 24. They don't make mistakes, eh? And, of course, Robert, being that hard-ass little self-hating right-wing Jew that he is, you know, stick to the uh, politics, okay? Stick to your right-wing politics. We'll take care of the time, okay? Stick to Time Magazine. We'll take care of the real time. You silly person, you. Maybe he'd like to elope with George Will. I think they'd have a great time together. Maybe they could go to a ball game. 27 past 9 at 560 WQM. Here's something that's great. Oleo Man. I'm still waiting, by the way, Skippy. Oh, that's right. Skippy's not there today. I left him a note. Yeah, leave him a note. Tell him I want some more of my Oleo Med for blood pressure. Yesterday. Oleo Med soft gels are good for you, man. More and more people are catching on to this. Oleo Med contains pharmaceutical-grade olive oil, the best. The best is on the globe. It's super concentrated, loaded with health benefits. Oleo Med every day can help reduce the risk of heart disease, high cholesterol. Plus, there are 14 different... Oleomed formulas from which to choose, each one combining the finest olive oil that you can buy with vitamins, minerals, and herbals to support specific needs from your bones to your blood pressure to your immune system, and on and on the list goes. In fact, now there are three new Oleomed formulas, one to help you sleep, one to help you control that disgusting, grotesque, unhealthy weight, and CoQ10, mighty, mighty important for your pulse and your heart. You'll find Oleomed at Publix, Eckerd's, Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro's, and Sedano's. Order it online if you like at oleomedamerica.com, or if you'd like to get more information about any of their products or all of them if you prefer, just call them toll-free and ask any questions you may have. Call 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. For better health, start popping some Oleomed in your puss right away. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Beware of exploding balls. Deliver maximum performance to your engine with Arabico's new Type O formula. Specially refined by Halliburton, Arabico Type O contains depleted uranium to prevent the deep red ooze from coagulating in your fuel system and helps filter out the teeth and bone from clogging your injectors, adding more horsepower to your SUV. Even regular cars that dissenting liberals still choose to drive. So are you happy now? Fill her up with Arabico Type O and fly the flag proudly. You can expect more from Arabico, and you'll get it when you put a dead child in your tank. He was passed by the first over-mover, Busby Bomber. How you do that there? Springs out from the pocket trip, and Switchblade is coming through in between horses. Way out wide for nuclear son, Busby Bomber, to a heavy drive. How about some racing for Mohawk, George? Okay, I'm all for it. <laughs> That's going to be the poll question. What would you rather hear the rest of the day? Racing from last night's Mohawk or uh, Leafs and Rangers 1964? Anyway, uh, what do we got here? 24 votes for slavery already. 12 for the 2000 presidential election that was stolen very clearly. See, what really pisses me off most about the media is because they sanitize. I mean, it's grotesque. They have the ability to really show us these images, but you notice on the American electronic media, they don't want us to see them. And Rumsfeld and his crowd, they definitely don't want us to see them because that would be really bad, mm -hmm. you know. Is that the best they can show us? Why don't they show us uh, something good? else. Yeah. Show us all. Such a pile of crap. And I'm going to say it again. You people in electronic media, just about all of you, you ought to hang your heads in shame. You're a disgrace. And they had a piece last night. The guy in the, uh, they had a roundtable about the media and the way they've covered this was on the CBC. I wish I would have taped it. Because uh, the one reporter they had over there, who was one of the several, he was talking about the fact that he was not embedded. And that at the uh, Kuwait, Kuwait City, well, they weren't going to let him in there for love or money. Because the Americans, naturally, after liberating Kuwait, the Americans are the ones that were calling the shots. So they didn't want to let him in there in the beginning. He had to, like, sneak his own way in. But he talked about how the embedded uh, thing was a total failure. 
because these people were being protected by these 19 and 20 year old kids so naturally they uh, owed their lives to them and they only reported whatever the hell uh, was uh, politically correct mm -hmm. they weren't going to pee on anybody's parade because their lives depended on them and so we got this jaded view of everything that was going on and uh, basically that was it although the good news is we got Kusei and Sodom over there on every street corner it's a little <laughs> suspicious when they're on four different street corners at the same time Boy. yeah we're starting to wonder about that Maybe even the Pentagon, all those great think tanks over there, some of those people. That, you know, that don't look kosher to me. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, kosher probably wasn't the appropriate word. Well, let's take a few calls here today. They're ringing off the hook. WQIM. George. Yes. Hey, you, you left uh, Slaughter of the American Indians off the list. Okay. I, I think that should be on the list. That's okay, my thanks. Thanks. We'll think about it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Well, we probably especially ought to do that. I'll call up Jeff DeForest and see what Jeff says. <laughs> See what Defoe no, says about that. Now. Huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Defoe's okay. A big improvement over what we got there now. Pop had Jenko. Look what we got in the morning. Oh. Look what we got for a lead-in. I wouldn't wish our lead-in on Hitler. What do you think? Slaughter of the Indians? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was awful. What about the uh, Red Sox? <laughs> Redskins. Oh, now don't start that. Oh, the Redskins oh, and the Paleskins. Them Seminoles are going to come get your ass. They won't let you into bingo anymore. Chiefs. Let's go over there and spin the veal this weekend. What do you say? I'll even fly down for that. Let's all go over and spin the veal. Oh, you weren't at that thing. Yes, I was. Were you? Yes, I was. With the well, wheelchair guy kept knocking the chairs over trying In to fact, get to that's the right. Table. We were the youngest people there that day. <laughs> you were the youngest person there. They said, "Are you guys uh, old enough to be in here?" By a margin. And then I brought out. I had. I borrowed Mo's bag for that. <laughs> and when I saw his bag. Oh, and which reminds me of some of those scenes in Born on the Fourth of July, which I don't want to discuss. <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Oh, the bedpan oh, scenes and the God. Oh brother. Oh brother, what the hell went on over there? And of course, like I said, it was just a body count. Yeah. They didn't give us honest body counts, yeah. and even afterward, and we talk about well, fifty eight thousand kids came back in body bags. You know something? Those, the ones who came back in body bags, were a hell of a lot better off than right. the ones who came back in other forms. Right. Not to be for cliche, the... but those were the lucky ones. Yeah. 58,000! I grew up, I went to high school in a little town, upstate New York, Canandaigua, New York. The population then, before I graduated in 1960, 1960, the population was 10,000 people, 43 years ago. The population is still about 10,000 people. It's not a place that tourists like, uh, you know, <laughs> go uh, rushing to. 10,000 people. That's a, that's a little city, little town, Canada, mm -hmm. New York. 58,000 people. I mean, six times the population of that entire town died, Americans uh, just alone, in mm -hmm. Vietnam. Not to count the hundreds of thousands of uh, Vietnamese. Right. Including the South Vietnamese who were supposed to be, were supposed to be what they're fighting for, but we couldn't tell. Well, <laughs> they look alike. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they look a lot alike. Wow. What a disgrace. And we just got through doing the same thing again, and we got all these people out there goose-stepping, just like the Germans goose-stepped during WW2. All you got to do is look at any of that documentary footage. Oh, yeah. This business, well, Hitler was a dictator. Yeah, and they loved it. They sucked up to it, man. They loved it. Didn't they elect him? Deutschland über alles. What could be more appetizing than that? We're the best. We're number one. Yeah. That is there anybody on the face of the globe that don't like... We're number one! Damn! Right. Peel into the collective egos, the jingoistic mentality of the public, no matter where it is. Deutschland über alles, and now it's a U.S. über alles. And, and that's basically what this whole PNAC thing is all about. Mm -hmm. We're superior to everybody else, and you're going to like uh, cotton to us, and we're going to import, export democracy, whether you want it or not. Our brand of it, of course, 
And our business people are going to come in and call. Just like that story about Bechtel we have here today. What a joke. Not a shock, just a joke. Bechtel wins huge Iraq reconstruction contract. Oh, no. That's got to be a mistake. It's on the A&P. A I noticed uh, Tom Cruise shopped at A&P in that movie. <laughs> Actually, he worked at the A&P. Right. You ever go to the A&P? Yes, I have. Bechtel wins huge Iraq reconstruction contract. The government yesterday awarded a big contract to evaluate and repair Iraq's power, water, and sewage systems to Bechtel Corp. of San Francisco. Weren't we just talking about former Secretary of State George Schultz yesterday and the Bechtel? Yep. The initial award by the U.S. Agency for International Development was for $34.6 million, although the contract could be worth up to $680 million over 18 months. The larger amount would be the subject of congressional approval. Several Democratic lawmakers have complained the Bush administration did not allow open competitive bidding, but rather invited a small number of firms to submit proposals, a small number of their buddies. In addition to work on the utility systems, the contract also provides for rehabilitation and repair of airport facilities and dredging, repair, and upgrading of the Umkasser seaport in cooperation with other contractors. Bechtel may also have a role in repair and reconstruction of hospitals, schools, selected government ministry buildings, irrigation facilities, and transportation links. In other words, we went in there and blew it all up, and now we're going to give them a whole crap load of money to go back there and rebuild it. Oh, What's what a concept. That? The yeah. agency said Bechtel would probably hire subcontractors for many of the projects. Through all of its activities, it would also engage the Iraqi population and, and work to build local capacity. Right. There you go. Bechtel, Halliburton, Shell, Exxon, they'll all be in there with their uh, hands out. Because just like that bit we played and just like that scene in Network, the world is a business, Mr. Beale. That's what Ned Beatty said, and he was absolutely correct, sir. Right. So all of this bullcrap about, oh, the liberation of the Iraqi people from this evil dictator and weapons of mass... By the way, how many weapons of mass destruction did we find yesterday? Oh! None. This is the big O. Then pitting it over to the wing. Yeah, let's put that hockey game on. I'm getting depressed. 941. That's on the good clock, by the way, on 560 QM, not on most clocks. Live and local. This, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Jim Mandich, I am a pussy. Not only are some American Idol contestants facing legal trouble, now news reports are beginning to filter in about the judges on the Fox TV show. In 1977, Simon Cowell was charged with attacking a man at Studio 54 and nearly strangling him to death with his own puka shells. Assault charges were later dismissed and Cowell was placed on probation. Later that same year, Simon Cowell was arrested again. This time, LAPD charged him with solicitation on Hollywood Boulevard. Cowell was picked up wearing lace panties and a leopard catsuit and was carrying ID that said his name was Alice Reynolds of Laguna Beach. In 1990, American Idol judge Randy Jackson was arrested after attempting to eat child star Emmanuel Lewis at a charity function in New York City. The diminutive actor was pulled from the throat of Randy Jackson and only suffered minor abrasions. Later that same year, Randy Jackson was charged with reckless behavior after attacking the manager of a Sizzler restaurant in Terre Haute, Indiana. Jackson's stomach had to be pumped, and doctors reported finding 300 shrimp and two bags of buffalo bones. In 1986, American Idol judge Paula Abdul was charged with public lewdness after an incident at a Los Angeles Lakers team van. Later that same year, Paula Abdul was arrested outside her ex-boyfriend's apartment. Miss Abdul allegedly spray-painted the words cold-hearted snake on his DeLorean. 947 at 560 WQM. Were you following all of that? 
No. Good. What was the worst chapter in American history? I noticed that we haven't put the uh, slaughter of the Indians on here. Are we going to do that or not? Carlos. Yeah. We are? Well, when are we going to see it on there? Well, all I can do is email it to Eric. No, I, that's not an answer to my question. When are we going to see that on there? You think Eric's busy again? It is Good Friday. He's probably having some macaroni and cheese for breakfasts. About 30 seconds. How many? About 30, man. Slavery, 44 votes. The 2000 presidential election, 24, which, of course, is bogus. You know what? What? I was thinking last night. So many things came to my mind as I was watching it born on the 4th of July. And I was thinking about the... Of course, Kent State really was a nauseating, grotesque chapter. And then we saw that. Oh, and also, talk about my psychic powers. Mm -hmm. What town did I mention on the year on Wednesday on this show? Right out of the blue, out of nowhere. And keep in mind, I've never seen Boy on the 4th of July. Right. I had no idea where he was from. I don't know. I forgot. I do. Massapequa, Long Island. That's I right. You did. Just you did. To, I don't know uh -huh. why. I was just kidding around. And come to find out, where did his family <laughs> live? Massapequa, New York. How do you I, like uh, that? I had a friend in college, Pete Stasu was from Massapequa, New York. How do you like that? On Long Island. His family was in the fur business. They had a lot of money. Never heard from him again. Yeah. At any rate, uh, how do you like that? Huh. But I was thinking about that, that thing in Dade County, the 2000 election, that group of outside assholes that they, yeah. that they shipped in. Right. They shipped them in mm -hmm. from outside of Florida. And they're all out there pounding on their door, let us in, let us in. That's what I thought of when they were showing the 1972 Republican Convention on Miami Beach. I was thinking of these assholes that were out there. Because they had the fiction, baby. The whole thing was orchestrated. And then when they finally, when they started counting the votes again that last time, and it started getting really close, mm -hmm. and the margin was down to just a small handful, which some of us can relate to, a small handful, then all of a sudden the Supreme Court stepped right, right in there. Trump oh, well, uh, you know. One of them things. I said, oh, we don't want to recount any more votes because it uh, could turn out bad. Just like Lou Dobbs in uh, the other night. Yeah, I prefer to look at the glasses half full. <laughs> what was the worst chapter in American history? We asked. We will put Slaughter of the Indians on there because that is embarrassing and grotesque and humiliating. And on behalf of all Americans, we want to apologize, although uh, it's uh, four on the red. Huh? <laughs> or is it four on the G? I don't know. Slavery, 45, 2000 presidential election, 25, a disgraceful chapter that happened right in front of your puss, assassinations of the 60s, JFK, MLK, and RFK, 17, which to me was, uh, that was the last chance. And after that, that's it. Mm. Game over. Civil War, 16, Vietnam, 13, attack on Iraq, 8, Depression, 6, Monica Gate, 3, Watergate, 2, World War II has got one, and the Gulf War, 1, and World War 1 each have zero. But it's interesting that uh, those three events only have one vote, and I don't even know why they vote for those, but I had to put them on there. But Attack on Iraq's already got eight. Get it? Got it. Here's the facts from Wally and Deerfield, who's usually right on it, but uh, he says, you might want to consider the American Revolution, no. which basically was the starting line for the power grab race in this country, which has never been interrupted. Uh, no. Although then he goes on to redeem himself by saying, my vote goes to the assassinations of the 60s since this signaled the existence of the previously hidden power agenda. At that point in time, the myth of constitutional guarantees was shattered. The power structure changed the course of politics in this country forever. Not just of politics, but in life in this country forever, Wally. If anyone dared to lead with a differing agenda, he would end up with the ultimate sacrifice. And I should point out, speaking of born on the 4th of July, that Eisenhower sent the first advisors to Vietnam. Kennedy sent others. 
but he also had made very, very clear he had made a pledge that by January 1st to 65, that all the advisors would be brought home from Vietnam, January 165. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? He wasn't around to see January 1 of 65. Huh. I just mentioned that in passing, okay? And if anybody really believes in the Lee Harvey Oswald bull crap and the uh, Sirhan Sirhan crap, Please. and who's the guy that shot MLK allegedly who just died? Oh, uh, Block Shock Chirac. What was his name? No, come on. I know. Let's get serious. Uh, it's right here. Uh, James Earl Ray. James Earl Ray. I thought he did the voices on CNN. This is James Earl Jones. Here's one it says. If you read it, oh, this is depressing. But, of course, it's in Rupert Murdoch's right-wing New York Post, so they're probably quelling from it. On page uh, 11, the page 6 section, they call it the uh, uh, entertainment gossip stuff, New York Post today, uh, they have a new website, RevokeTheOscar.com. These people want to take away Michael Moore's Oscar for his movie Bowling for Columbine, and uh, they tell why in the article. Did you read the book Pick at the Trough? No, I did not. And I also don't want to see the New York Post. They want to take away his uh, because they didn't like what he said. So it was a great movie, and he deserved the Oscar if he would have just kept his mouth shut. I mean, what are we talking about here, boys and girls, huh? What are we talking about? Talk about politically correct and taking it to a new level. Your work is great, but just dummy up. Don't mention nothing about we, that we don't like. Otherwise, we'll take your statue away. Ooh. Like we did in Baghdad. We took their statue away. <laughs> oh, and that, all that, if you read our website yesterday, that was all staged. Uh -huh. Just like I commented at the time, it seemed like there was a very, and not only was it staged, but those people were brought in too. They were, they were brought in. This is a disturbing thing. Oh, by Robert Novak, that, uh, amazing. The ultimate right-wing asshole, but nevertheless, in the Chicago Sun-Times today, or he writes, or yesterday, coinciding with the Bush administration's tough talk about Syria, a senior Israeli official Monday exposed a smoking gun. Defense Minister Shaul Mofaz told the Tel Aviv newspaper Ma'ariv, we have a long list of issues we're thinking of demanding of the Syrians, and it would be best done through the Americans. In other words, like it says here, strike on Syria while the iron's hot. You already got the troops over there. Let's go in. What do you say? All right. I like what Lawrence Eagleburger said a couple of days ago. That if yep. Bush even thinks about going in there, he ought to be impeached. That's what I'm thinking. Stuttering Gearland Homestead, who's another one of our chronic regulars. Boy, we sure got a lot of regulars on the fax machine, but at least most of them are pretty good. Of course, that's because you only send the ones that are good. Right. He says, how about the iran contra scandal with Ali North? Well, you know, it was uh, embarrassing and nasty, etc., but not, not in the category no. with these others. Small potatoes. Right? Small potatoes. That's what Ali said <laughs> on his radio show. <laughs> Also, you asked yesterday if I was related to Juan and that other stuttering Steve guy in the morning show, and the answer is... No. Well, thank goodness for stuttering Gil in Homestead. There's no relation to Gil Siegel from the Camillus house. 5670560. Oh, oh, and some more bad news. I don't want to do this on Good Friday. It's a holiday weekend. Everybody's supposed to be in a good mood, whether you want to be or not. The warning is down to yellow. <laughs> Bush cultural advisors quit over Iraq museum theft. No, no. Now, it says two, but the, this was, uh, what time did I, well, it was yesterday afternoon I got this, but later on, three cultural advisors to the Bush administration have resigned in protest over failure of U.S. forces to prevent the wholesale looting of priceless treasures from Baghdad's Antiquities Museum. Martin Sullivan, who chaired the President's Advisory Committee on Cultural Property for eight years, panel member Gary Viken said they resigned because the U.S. military had had advance warning of the dangers to Iraq's historical treasures. We certainly know the value of oil, but we don't know the value of historical artifacts, Viking director of the Walters Art Gallery in Baltimore told Reuters yesterday. There's the line. That's all you need to know. We know the value of oil, but we don't know the value of historical artifacts. Just mention that in passing. 
We get any calls about Dr. Bob yet? No. About Dr. Atkins? Come on, you ungrateful bastards out there. This man probably is responsible for a lot of you people be still being alive since I helped popularize the Atkins diet down here in South Florida. One of my great claims to fame besides Boca Burgers and uh, was in the fish food. Right. And I guess that's about it in 27 years. You can't have everything. Well, you beat the penny sales tax, too. And a penny sales tax, that's right. Yeah, let's get our call from, uh, what's his name, Dave the uh, Traffic Guy. What was his name, Dave? Whatever oh, his name is. Oh, uh, I can't well, remember, can't remember his name. Slater. Ah, Mark Slater. Morgan. Slater. Dave Slater, very good. And Mark Friedman with a bad haircut. Richard Friedman, I'm sorry. Sorry, Richard. Sorry, Dick. And don't be singing no more songs, Dick. It's embarrassing. Anybody that goes out there in public with a hairpiece, that'd be a good poll someday. Who's got the worst hairpiece, Richard Friedman or Mo, the Mo Meister? I'd like to see a battle between those two muskrats. <laughs> we talk about watching a muskrat ramble. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. Friday, you bastards. My religion's better than yours. What we like about it best, I fondle boys and wear a dress. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than yours. I speak and we have no respect for women. Drive a cab to make a living. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than yours. Chupahabra, spooky ghost. We slaughter pigs and dogs and goats. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than yours. We wear beanies and pigtails and never ever pay me My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. Uh-huh. We knock on doors to bother you like fuller brush to skew our views. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. We wear ties and ride our bikes and get to marry lots of wives. My religion's better than yours. My religion's better than your religion. My religion's better than yours. <laughs> we don't want to use our brains. We're mindless living on parade. My religion's better than yours. Happy Easter, happy Pesach, unhappy Good Friday, whatever that is. Bad here in Toronto, man. They can't kiss the chalice. I mean, they can't kiss oh. the... Uh... And they can't... What was that line this morning before the show? They can't take communion on the tongue. On the tongue. They can't take it on the tongue. <laughs> and the altar boy said they're not too happy about the... Rectum. Either. <laughs> Footage appears to show Saddam Hussein's final public appearance. Here's the story in print from the Boston Globe, which, of course, is right on top of things. Boston.com, for anybody who wants to really see what's going on like currently. Abu Dhabi TV aired pictures today of what it said was Iraqi leader Saddam Hussein on the streets of Baghdad last week being greeted by cheering crowds of Iraqis. Last Wednesday, as a matter of fact. 
Abu Dhabi TV said the film was shot April 9, the day U.S. forces moved into Baghdad. The footage, if authentic, would mean an April 7th American bombing aimed at killing the Iraqi president was unsuccessful. Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, they had on the news last night that they did go in there and they went through the rubble. Did they find him? No. No. Not even his foot? No, not a foot, not a toe, not a uh, care, nothing. His tash. Nothing. Oh, and the neighbors there said, oh, they were at the wrong house. He was he was uh, seen at the house next door. Oops. <laughs> he said, oops, our bad. <laughs> There were people in there, but it was a family, and of course yeah. we know that they dragged bodies of young children right. out of there, etc. But we just seem to be having these misfires. You know, close, but no cigar. Oh, I'm sorry. Starting up again, they didn't miss. The U.S. said it was studying the tape. However, an Iraqi envoy loyal to Saddam said Friday he was confident the Iraqi president was killed by the coalition bombing of Baghdad. I know his character, Iraq's ambassador to Belgrade, Sami Sadun. I thought he played for uh, Ottawa. You know, he plays for the Flyers now. Sammy Sadoon told the AP in an interview, the defense of Baghdad would not have collapsed so quickly if he wasn't dead. I thought the defense uh, collapsed because they made a deal. Didn't you see Monty Hall in there? Right. Door number three. It's, yeah, doors number one, two, and three. Oh, that's right. There's all those artifacts behind door number three. We'll take those. So there you go. Anybody believes that that's Sodom and Kuse, both of whom, of course, we know had 85,000 plastic surgeries and about 450 doubles. Even Pete Rose never had as many doubles. This is a good article on our website, but unfortunately I notice in passing here that there's a word missing. So I had to like go back and I, I found the word. We apologize for that, but it's, it's short. No president should be above criticism by Dennis McWilliams and the Zanesville Times recorder. Zanesville, Ohio. You been there? No. Don't. Cleveland. I've never been there either. Uh, huh? Cleveland. You been there? Yeah. Cincinnati. No wonder you're like you are. Anyway, Dennis McWilliams says, as I read some of the mail, I repeatedly recognize recurring themes, idol worship, a bizarre mixture of fundamentalism, radical right-wing politics, and veneration of politicians. I'm sorry, but no president of the U.S. is a candidate for beatification or sainthood. A recent letter stated, it's also brought to light some serious flaws in the moral fiber of our country. Much of that is reflected in the hideous display of disrespect to the office of the president and the man who now occupies that office. This writer remarkably equates our constitutionally guaranteed freedom of political dissent with serious flaws in the moral fiber of our country. Strange. On the contrary, I suggest someone study a little American history. George Washington was called a jackass in a number of opposition newspapers. Every president since has been called names a lot worse than jackass. To say that the president should be beyond criticism is both absurd and un-American. Contrary to some of his partisan wishes, George the Tooth is not our king, nor does his touch heal disease. In addition, contrary to the belief of some of the members of his cult, George W. Bush is not anointed by God, not even by... Oh, God. And especially not by... Oh, God. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt wrote, The president is merely the most important among a large number of public servants. He should be supported or opposed exactly to the degree which is warranted by his good conduct or bad conduct, his efficiency or inefficiency in rendering loyal, able, and disinterested service to the nation as a whole. Therefore, it is absolutely necessary that there should be full liberty to tell the truth about his acts, and this means that it is exactly as necessary to blame him when he does wrong as to praise him when he does right. Any other attitude in an American citizen is both base and servile. To announce that there must be no criticism of the president, that we're to stand by the president, right or wrong, is not only unpatriotic and servile, but is morally treasonable to the American public. Nothing but the truth should be spoken about him or anyone else. But it is even more important to tell the truth, pleasant or unpleasant, about him than about anybody else. Dennis McWilliams goes on to write, In my view, the statement that any president was appointed and anointed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for such a time as we now face contains a whiff of blasphemy. It is so disgusting a concept to mix the holy name of Jesus Christ with that of a politician. It's also repugnant to the Constitution, a Constitution of the United States of America. How do you like that? I caught a whiff. 
You get a whiff of it? Ooh. So someone as uh, notorious as Teddy Roosevelt wrote that, huh? Yeah. And he sure had his critics. Oh, yeah. Including some of the Indians and the Filipinos. Uh, who cares about them? We did put the Indians on there, by the way. That guy was right. He had a good point. We left one off. But th this isn't the list we need to build. I don't think there's anything else needs to be on there unless no. we really screwed up. we got the big ones. What was the worst chapter in American history? We asked on neilrogers.com today. 189 votes. Slavery, 57. The 2000 presidential election, 34. A total fraud. Civil War, 22. The assassinations of the 60s, also 22. Vietnam, 20. How can Vietnam only have 20 votes? See, I was thinking about this also watching Born on the Fourth of July. I guess I was doing a lot of thinking last night. Yeah. And that is that unless you're at least 40, it, 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 you don't understand what war is really all about. You have no concept of what Vietnam was all about and what we just got through doing last month. You have no concept of it. Right. Because the war ended in 1975, finally, thanks to enormous public pressure, thanks to the fact that the media finally caught on, and we started seeing some of the grotesque, horrendous, unacceptable images from there, and getting the stories of the My Lai Massacre and the other amazing things that were going on there. Just, I don't even want to talk about them. Only 20 votes for Vietnam, but unless you're like, uh, so let's see, 25, that's 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm being generous when I say 40, because if you were 12, right. you really didn't get the gist of it. How old would you have to be, like 15, 16? At least. I mean, I, I was aware. I was up to date. I saw TV. Yeah. But not a lot of people around me were. So unless you're at least in your 40s, you know nothing about it. So all these other punks that are out there running around, wow, we had to go in there and kick his ass. And they haven't got any idea what they're talking about. Nope. They're entitled to their opinion. Don't get me wrong. But they're full of crap. Vietnam, 20. The Depression, 12. How's Hebert Hoover doing, by the way? The attack on Iraq, 8. Monica Gate, 7. Slaughter of the American Indians is up to 5 already. A late addition. Defoe called it in. Watergate 3, WW2 had 1, WW1 has 0, and Gulf War 1 has 0. And there you go. That's where it's at. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Don't forget George with those big appearances today and tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And I know he's really looking forward to him. He needs the cash, okay? In huh. fact, bring him a suitcase full of money. Please. So he doesn't have to keep going out and dehumanizing himself so he can spend some time with his family at home. Right. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. I know you said you didn't want a list built, but what about the uh, internment of the Japanese Americans during World War II? That was pretty nasty. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of what they're doing with these so-called interviews with Iraqi Americans right now the last uh, few weeks. And no question. 10,000 of them, no less. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No lawyer, no getting out of jail free. Yeah, that should be on there. You're right. Um, what else was I going to uh, talk to you about? What else were oh, you going to uh, talk to me about? Uh, you know, we were talking, or you were talking about how, you know, the Iraqi minister of, uh, propaganda was so laughable. Mm hmm Well, I tuned over because of the, uh, Marlins pregame show yesterday to, uh, your good fat buddy. And, uh, he's just as ridiculous. We have people that believe him. So, I mean, I guess it's sort of, he's like the right wing version. Yeah, of no, it. but, but at least the Iraqi information minister was, was humorous. Lardass ain't funny. He's just dangerous. And he could have a point there. Because at least the Iraqi information minister, we knew he was full of crap, and he knew that we knew he was full of crap. But with Lardass, the ditto heads all believe whatever the hell he says. If he farts, they uh, they stick their nose in it. One, one more thing. Uh, why is it that we're boycotting all French stuff but not German stuff, and they're just as against this as the French? Because we like our Wiener schnitzel. And our Have a great weekend, pal. Yep, see ya. Okay. What do you say? So let's see. Let's put that on there, too. You got it, Carlos? I don't want any dilly-dallying. It sure took us a long time to get the slaughter of the American Indians out there. That's already up to seven. The internment of Japanese Americans during WW2. Got it? We got it.
Got it. That was unbelievable. But we just don't trust anybody. You know, they probably were all a bunch of spies. Mm -hmm. Just like all you schmatheads out there. All must be a bunch of spies. And John Ascroft's going to come knocking on your door about 3 o'clock in the morning. And the worst part of it is Xavier Suarez is going to be standing with him in his bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. Well, he ain't got nothing else to do these days. Yeah, he's just he's just looking for votes. He wants to see if he have any dead people hidden in the back. He can put their name on lists and get his vote next time he runs for office. Because it's the same bunch of banana boat people anyway. Keep running for office in Dade County over and over again. When's the last time that we had somebody in office who didn't have a, uh, I'm not talking about, uh, in the city of Miami, whose last name didn't end in a Z? Joe Carroll. Oh! That's right. it. So I say bring him back. Right? You got Manny Diaz. Yeah. And, uh, Sid Fernandez. Mm hmm. And, uh, Rodriguez, George Rodriguez. Of course. I mean, we're getting tired of this whole Z-business. Let's bring back Joe Carroyo, whose name ended in the big, oh! at least he was fun, you know. Had that, uh, his tea bag kept getting grabbed. Right. Twelve minutes after ten at five, of course, I guess he wishes his wife would have kept grabbing his tea bag, but didn't work out. When it dot didn't work out. And by the way, is, uh, what's his name, Manny? Speaking of Fernandez, well, Bert. Oh, yeah. Was it Hernandez? Fernandez? I can't One keep of the Z people does. straight. And his wife was, uh, banging his attorney. Right. While he was in a slammer. <laughs> yeah, the attorney was slamming her and he was in a slammer. Wow. <laughs> Pretty amazing stuff goes on there in Dade County. And the good news is, if you think we're going to like dwell on this war stuff all day, you're wrong about that. Because as we're way ahead of you with these tabloids up here, even though they're published like five yards from where you people live, uh, all the new tabloids are out. Oh! The April 29th editions, including an OJ shocker who says, I want Sydney, his daughter, to disappear. Woo! How Dr. Laura's mom really died. Snoop Doggy Dog's raunchy video could cost him his life. <laughs> Dr. Phil's teen sex shame. TV shrink hits below the belt to boost ratings. Ryan Seacrest, I'm not gay, but bad, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are hotties, he says. He's not gay. <laughs> Ozzy's wife beaten up in a restaurant. How come we haven't had any calls about passions yesterday? I give up. Oh, my God. Talk about the booze-borns. That was the best. I even, I even watched, uh, before I watched the new one yesterday at 3.30, I even watched the between 2 and 3 yesterday, the one from, you know what I'm saying? Again. Yeah. That's how good it was. 10:13 at 5:60 WQM. If you're fat, oh, you got a lot of company out there, and you're probably wondering where can you shop and not have to pick and choose. I'll tell you, Delights of West Boca, because you don't have to worry about which items are allowable for you if you're on any kind of low-carb or sugar-free diet. Everything in the store is for you. Over 700 low-carb, sugar-free products in this one great store devoted just to you and what you're looking for. Whether it's the number one Atkins diet, rest in peace, or any other low-carb, sugar-free diet, the Lights of West Boca is your low-carb superstore that you'll fall in love with. they got so many great nifty things to keep you on a straight and narrower path. Some of the newest bakery products are really sensational, like the chocolate cupcakes and brownies by Control Carb with only one effective gram of carbs per serving, and they are delicious. And don't forget Delight's incredible selection of low-carb pastas, sauces, dressings, cheesecakes, chocolates, and their famous soft-serve Carbolite ice cream. There's nothing like that soft-serve. Don't forget, at Delights of West Boca, all Atkins brand products are 25% off all day, every day, so you save some cash, too. Stop by, talk to their staff. They know dieting inside and out. They'll even lament the... In fact, maybe they'll say like a little... They'll have a minion in the store for Dr. Atkins, you think? They should. They're open daily, 10 to 10 at Delights. You'll find them on the northeast corner of Glades in 441, right next to Boston Market. Call them toll-free at 1-877-LOW-CARB or shop them on the worldwide Wicked Web if you like at lowcarb.com. Don't forget, there's only one original Delights of West Boca, your official Atkins Retail Center. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM.
R-O-N. What happens when a real Japanese sushi chef buys a traditional American steakhouse? It's Sakayushi's Fresh Meat House. Just like an authentic sushi bar, you'll have your meal prepared right in front of you. From four legs to the frying pan, you'll see it all. Okay, look right here. This is your piggy. This is your little piggy. Hello, piggy. He's going to be your dinner, right, little piggy? Oh, my God. What are you doing? That's a real thing. Oh, my God. Stop that. My God. It's Sakayushi's Fresh Meat House. You'll never eat beef the same way again. Kind of a cross between Bubba the Love Sponge and Iron Chef, wouldn't you think? I think. 1018 at 560 WQAM. And those pictures we have on the website, which are even more gruesome oh. than just the a couple we had on there before, and I'm very proud of that. Uh, that's what we ought to be seeing on the nightly news every night. If we would have seen that during uh, the early days of Vietnam, it would have stopped in a real hurry. Believe me. Yeah, but that's a bummer. Not only is it a bummer, but it happens to be the truth. It's reality. Like I said before, if we would have seen it in the beginning, Vietnam would have been over in about six months. Here's a fact that says the worst chapter in America may be written in the very near future if the Bush junta is able to maintain control of the White House that snatched from the American people in 2000 in the Supreme... Uh, what is it? In the 2000 Supreme Court-led coup. If this travesty comes to pass, it'll make all others in your pool pale in, uh, in comparison... George W. Bush, campaign 2000, quoted as saying, I'm a uniter, not a divider, and it says Bush has united the world against us. Very good. Very good, sir. And uh, I would hide under the bed. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Slavery seems to be the winner, 66, so at least so far. Got a long way to go all weekend. The 2000 presidential elections got 46. Vietnam has still only got 23 votes. What is wrong with these people? Huh? I don't know. That's why I think they all need to see Born on the Fourth of July again over the weekend. Get the DVD and put on your BBDs, and believe me, you'll need to, because you'll probably be filling them up several times watching right. that. And then think about it. <gasps> Thinking. Now, what happened to the phone here? We're, we're doing screenless, I should point out, so if you don't get to you right away, just uh, tough titty. Just hang on. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. One call on screenless. WQAM. Hello? Like I said, one call was left on screenless, and they're not even there anymore. Wow, what the hell just happened? Right line? Maybe, huh? I'm just checking. I was on a right line, line four, okay? Oh. I know what uh, okay. be going on here. I was on line four. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. Hey, it's, um, it's funny that you were talking about born on the 4th of July in Massapequa Park, because I grew up there mm -hmm. and uh, went to Massapequa High School. And Ron Kovic graduated from that high school some years before me. But um, originally, that movie, they started filming in, I think it was 1979. That was the year that I graduated. Mm -hmm. And Al Pacino actually started to make the movie. And it was all a hubbub in town, and he had rented a house, and they closed down the local movie theater, and they were filming here, there. They were filming in my high school at night. And this went on for a couple of months, and then they stopped making the movie. And to this day, and I'm 42, and I was 17 back then, I never found out why the hell the movie never released with Al Pacino. Hmm. So if any of your uh, listeners knows the answer to that, I've been you know, dying for like 20 years to find out. Maybe what somebody made him an offer he couldn't refuse. I guess so. <laughs> hey, um, you know, I've been listening. Are you there? Yeah. I've... Um, I really appreciate uh, the articles that you read. I used to be vehemently opposed to the bedtime stories. However, 
uh, with everything that's been happening and the articles that you've been putting, uh, that you've been reading and posting, Occasionally listen to Rush Limbaugh to the point of where I'm about to lose my lunch. And the uh, amount of hate that that man spews out of mm -hmm. his mouth and just the complete lies that he tells. Um, you people out there, your audience really needs to wake up and they need to read really what the hell is going on. They had a piece on ABC News last night about the mental institutions and how they were... Uh, the, the women in there were raped, and they, they showed you videos of these people. No food, no water. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just horrible. And, and, and Rumsfeld, Rummy, sits there, and he writes this all off as, well, you know, the, the looting, it just kind of happened. Yeah, it's well, part of the un untidiness of war, you know, untidiness. Yeah, and, you know, when you, when, when you invade a, uh, an unarmed co country and you basically... Take away electricity and water, people's uh, just livelihood in general. What the hell do you expect? I mean, if they did it in L.A. over Rodney King, I mean, they'll do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's just the stories that you've been reading. I mean, I, I tried to read as much as possible, and it's just it, it really is just sickening. And that huge contract that was awarded, I read that this morning. I could barely even keep my breakfast down. Neil, I love you. Have a great weekend, and go Leafs go. Okay, thanks. Bye. Leafs will not lose tonight, by the way, George. I'll bet your life and Carlos's too. Okay, bet your buck. They're not playing. Oh. Playing tomorrow at 3. <laughs> Game 5 in Philadelphia. Eddie the Beagle, by the way, I, I don't want to go into it. Make all the good saves, okay, Eddie? Don't let a few greasers in. This is the playoff. Somebody tell him. Whisper in his ear. Good news is Al Almo is okay. McGillney, he'll be back. Here's a fact. says a good story for once. I was listening to the World at One on BBC Radio 4 this morning, and they led with a story about how Save the Children has been trying for six days to fly a plane of food, and that could feed 40,000 people, but the U.S. wouldn't let the plane in supposedly for safety reasons. Within 15 minutes, they had a U.S. military mouthpiece on the air assuring the British public that the plane would be let in within a day or two. The best part was when the host, Nick Clark, told the U.S. spokesman that the Save the Children organizer was standing at the airport as they spoke and hadn't heard any gunshots for days. Talk about power of the press. Eh, you know, we're not all that concerned. If they get fed, okay, and if not, that many uh, fewer you know, people don't have to worry about. Right. Gets to be untidy when you got that many mouths <laughs> to feed. It's untidy. Part of that whole untidiness of the whole thing. Let me say it again. It wasn't a, this has not been a war. This was an illegal invasion. A war is when there are two combatants who are mm -hmm. fighting. Over something. Just like that story about PNAC and about how they had selected Iraq ahead of time because they knew it would be an easy, easy knockover, like a walkover. Right. They already eliminated like two-thirds of his army 11 years ago. Like, what the hell did they think he was going to have back? And then, of course, when they're making deals behind the scenes to make sure we can roll into Baghdad virtually unchallenged, uh, it really wasn't going to be much of a contest. And so if we dropped uh, four of those J-dams in that one house and it turned out to be uh, a couple of doors down the street and wasn't the right one, there were a whole bunch of dead people in the rubble, and it wasn't who we were looking for, well, untidy, you know. Right. How anybody can defend this just beats the crap out of me. Just amazing to me. Like that asshole I called the other day. Okay, isn't there anything good you can say about this war? No. No, there is absolutely positively nothing good that I can say about it. Nothing. Zero. And there isn't any reason why any of the people who were injured, maimed, butchered in this invasion shouldn't still be alive in a one piece today. There, there isn't any good reason. We accomplished nothing. Yeah, but Sodom's gone. Yeah, and what do we got? We got a mess. Just like the mess we have in Afghanistan now, that's uh, festering again and worse than it was before. Uh, what are we going to have now? 
And while they're showing these comical pictures because they've got them from Abu Dhabi TV, and so they got them so they put them on there over and over again of Saddam and uh, Kusay, of their body triples. How about the pictures of all those, the biggest protests since WW2? Thousands and thousands, zillions of people in Baghdad protesting yesterday against what they call illegal occupation by a foreign power. There was a they protest? don't want us there. Huh? There was a protest? Haven't you seen the pictures? No. Neither have I. And you won't. Because we have a selective media that just shills and sucks along. It's not just Lou Dobbs and Wolf Blitzkrieg and all these other assholes. It's the network. It's at the very top of the networks because they're scared crapless. They're under the thumb. If only, just if only the people could see the CBC. That isn't all that revolutionary. It's a little on the staid side, a little on the boring side. But they could just see that. They're our ally. No, not this time. That's why W ain't coming here until uh, he's putting it off for a little while. Although he does want to come up and get a little smoked meat in Montreal. Come on, that smoked Canadian meat. <laughs> 26 past... Better have a check first, W. Better have a check first the way things are going on. 26 past 10 at 560 QAM. Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Friday, you bastard. Tonight, A&E goes undercover to reveal a frightening aspect of who could be the next president of the United States. George Bush is the Antichrist. <laughs> of course, I care about all the issues facing America. And your mother is hung like Rosie O'Donnell. Like all candidates, I support term limitations. Fat chance, assholes. The new millennium is all mine. Unlike the previous administration, I'd bring dignity back to the Oval Office. Yeah, after I rip off your skin and snack on your balls. <laughs> Join Sam Neill, your host for tonight's A&E's George Bush, the Antichrist. 1031 at 560 WQM. Don't forget, join George today. New, uh, what is it? Two to four. Two to four at Fort Lauderdale Harley on Federal Highway just south of Oakland Park Boulevard. Stop by to win some of our free crap that Miguel's trying to get rid of. And enjoy free food from Atlantic City Subs where the bread and Ira make the difference. And then tomorrow noon to two, George will be at Bill Seidel's Boulevard of Savings on Northwest 36th Street. And they still have no idea who he is over there. No. Just west of 27th Avenue in Miami, you'll have some prizes. Atlantic City Subs will be there with more free food, so get there early, noon to two tomorrow. They call me El Sandwich Guy when I show up. Oh, the Sandwich Guy. He's a sandwich delivery guy once a month, right? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I've been listening for weeks to you, and I gotta tell you, I've never heard more anti-American Canadian commie crap yeah. out of anybody in the history of radio. Yeah. And. uh you know, mm -hmm. you know where Canadians would be without the USA protecting them. Well, 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 who's talking about Canadians? We're not Every because I'm single sitting country Toronto? would have taken the bite out of Canada if it wasn't for USA. Yeah. And this Bush guy may be crazier than the Christmas turkey. Mm -hmm. and may be setting us up for the biggest disaster, but at least he had the balls to go out there and do what he wanted to do. And who, if we don't yeah, so, find so, 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 so did Genghis Khan, so did Napoleon go out there and have the balls to do what he wanted to do. Did that make it right? So did Hitler long, go out there and do what he wanted? Sir, you're an idiot, okay? He had the balls to go out there and do what he wanted to do. I don't talk to idiots like you. I'm talking Canadian crap because my ass is sitting in Toronto. I'm talking Canadian crap. You're an imbecile. <laughs> no, no, seriously, that's what we're dealing with. I, yeah. You know, he may be the biggest disaster. You should have stopped at that point because I think he's already got a good start. What an imbecile. And, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm willing to listen, but right. uh, who's going to listen to that? 
He's got the balls to do what he wanted to do. That's admirable. That's what Sodom did when he went into Kuwait. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had the balls to do what he wanted to do. Stalin. That's what every maniacal lunatic in the history of mankind has mm -hmm. done. Had the balls to do what he wanted to do. Didn't make it right. Didn't mean we should have supported him. Although this guy's been listening for weeks. Well, hallelujah, sir. I'm sure you'll continue to listen with your ear glued to the radio and your hand firmly on your joystick. Who the hell are you kidding? Schmuck. WQAM. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. You know, it's this guy who just called a little bit ago. He's the reason, in my opinion, you need to read these bedtime stories. Yeah. Because a guy like this is... Oh, it's, not... it's really going to get you to him, yeah. Yeah, but he's not going to go, he's not going to go read anything. So the only way you're ever going to get through... Sir, sir like I could that... read, I could read, I could sit here and reread these same things 50,000 times. It'll never penetrate his skull. He's an imbecile. Don't you get it? Yeah, if he... I had, if, if, if I had a feel that my doing uh, this here was to try to get through to people like him, I wouldn't waste my time. But the people who are marginal, the people who are not sure, are the ones that you can get through. That, those are the ones well, you can that's get why through. Well, that's why I'm doing it. I'm trying to make a little tiny bit of difference. You know, that old thing about, you know, throwing the stone in the water and making a little ripple. I'm trying to make a little bit of difference and, and make at least uh, one or two voices in the country that aren't just goose-stepping along. Somebody's got to do it. You have the voice to make a lot of difference. Yeah. You know what? The thing Especially about Especially in the land of the walking dead. Well, I, I listen to Rush occasionally. See, you know what, you know what amazes me? Everybody who calls this show, or at least today so far, I listen to Russia, and my question would be, why? What is it that you hear that you don't know exactly what you're going to get? Why would you waste your time doing that? Because I want to hear what he's saying. Why? I want to hear the garbage, the crap. Why? Why do you want to hear garbage? And it's like saying, I'm going to go in the dumpster and see if I can find me a good dinner. You know what I mean? No, you know I, what's in there. I totally disagree. You've got to know what your enemy is doing before sir, you know sir, how to... Sir, let me, let, let me say this to you, in all honesty. When you know it's going to be the same swill over and over again, we already know what he's doing. Now, that, that's... That, I mean, do what you want. It's a free country. But I can't imagine why any person who's got anything, anything less than a lot, too much time on his hands would waste their time listening to that garbage. Can I make my point about him? Go ahead. What he does, which is so dishonest and so dangerous, is he'll come out and he'll say... I was reading an article, uh, and you know how he always bangs the desk? You know, I was reading the article. What was the name of that article, or who was the one who wrote it? And then he'll say, well, I'll look it up in a little bit, and then he'll spout some absolute garbage. Lies, yes. Lies, total lies. Right. Yet what he's doing is he's not saying where it came from. He's not saying where he read it. He's making the stuff up. And unfortunately, his people then turn around and spout the garbage that he puts out. Yeah, but like I said, we already, I, I read zillions of different websites every day here on a computer, okay, on the Internet. I don't waste my time going to Newsmax.com or FreeRepublic.com because I know the kind of right-wing insanity I'm going to find there. I wouldn't waste my time reading that. What would be the point when there are only so many hours in the day and I want to get some information and learn something? You're not going to learn anything from him. I... I... I understand, but the bottom line is you got to know what this guy's saying because the stuff he's saying is the stuff that when you address somebody who's one of his followers, they bring up. So if you don't know what they're saying and you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know how to counter it. I mean, some of this stuff is just absolutely ridiculous. Always has been and always will exactly. be. Sir. Have a great day. Okay. There's a guy who's got too much time on his hands. Talk show groupie. Well, some people like to chew on canker sores, too. No, no, seriously, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And we, and I guess most of our people, uh, the talk show groupie crowd, oh, well, we do listen to Russian to see what he's saying. Why? 
It's going to be the same right-wing garbage, the same lies about the Clintons killing people and about the... I told you that thing about the, the weapons of mass destruction they allegedly found. That was weeks ago. Remember that? Right. The article he was quoting, that non-existent article from some non-existent Australian newspaper. Oh, well, guess what? Did, did we find it? No. No, didn't find squat. And he just makes it up. And again, because he's got his stentorian voice and he's got all these ditto heads and he's on 80 billion uh, clear channel stations all over the country, uh, the idiots out there, they believe it. Well, it makes I, don't, it I don't need to hear it to know what he's doing. I, if I had time to listen to that crap, I would jump right out the window and kill myself. <laughs> I would know I had too much time on my hands. I had no life. And with all, with all the amazing stuff that's on there, just look at the links on our website. Just go, and we also need to uh, put a couple more links on there. Beaner boy. Okay. Buzzflash.com. I know Lynn's got a link to that. That's excellent. Buzzflash.com. And what's the other one I'm thinking about? It'll come to me. But there, there's so much great stuff on there every single day. Smirking For, Chimp? Yeah, that, that's yeah. the one. Smirkingchimp.com. Let's get a link to that. There must be 50 different websites at least. I mean, if I, I don't, I don't have time to waste sitting here looking on right-wing wacko websites that twist and manipulate and distort, and distort the truth. Why would I waste my time doing that? I know what they're spewing. I've seen and heard enough of it. If I want to get something into my mind, if I want to learn something, have some information to pass along or just for my own benefit, I'm not going to uh, listen to Hermann Goering Jr. spout it. But nevertheless, it's a free country, at least to this point. You will not be allowed to be listening to this show after the next six months, I'm sure. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Hey, uh, can I speak to Neil? Speaking. God bless Texas, you leftist liberal. Oh, go away, you idiot! Same jackass. That's mm -hmm. his third time. God bless Texas, you leftist commie. That, that's his. That's his line. That's his whole. Uh, uh, that's the repertoire. Why doesn't he live there? Yeah, that's right. I mean, they probably kicked his ass out. Mm. WQAM. Neil. Um, yes, sir. You think your Leafs are going to beat Philly and Philly? Do I think my Leafs are going to beat Philly and Philly? I don't know, but we'll find out probably by about six o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Do you think your Leafs are going to beat Philly and Philly? They already won one game there, it seems to me. They already won uh, one of the first two games in Philly, but you never know. <laughs> Call one of the sports shows with a brilliant comment like that, okay, sir? A brilliant question. Call up the Humper. He knows his uh, hockey. Call up uh, the Mad Dog. He knows his hockey stuff. He's still thinking the Red Wings are going to win it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon. You know what I would like to outlaw? Sat sports talk caller. <laughs> and local. This is Sports Radio five sixty. QAM. You might mention my name to Rice Marshall Gary. This is Al Jazeera. From our palm down studios in beautifully smoke-filled Baghdad, it's the Iraqi feud. Our current champion, the Hussein family, Saddam, Hussein, Qusay, Nosey, and Odelay. Today's challengers from America, it's the Bling Bling family. And now, your host, Crazy Salim Ahmed Abdul-Yamama. Thank you to be pleased that we are here on the Iraqi feud. We put a gun to the head of 100 loyal Iraqi patriots and ask them who picture you have most of in your home. <laughs> bling bling family, your goat has sounded first. Oh yeah, your family. Survey say? Hussein family, you can steal points now. All loyal Iraqis have picture of Saddam. That is correct, it is the number one answer. Most picture of Saddam. <laughs> who would ever think such a thing? 
Oh, what the f***? Who'd have a picture of that ugly mother f- on their wall? You must be quiet, Infidel. Those gents about birds will not be tolerated here on this game. Okay, we point the same gun at same 100 loyal Iraqi patriots, and we ask them this question. Oh, shit, I decided, decided we're out of time. We've got to go. 1044-560 WQM. Sorry, I just can't stop thinking about that guy that called two calls ago. Yeah. That uh, we just absolutely have. That would be like my watching Fox News to get information to see what they're saying. <laughs> I already know what they're saying. I already know what they're up to. Just like during the break, I turned on for a couple of seconds MSNBC. What yeah. are they talking about? Oh, well, there's uh, just tons of talk today about these pictures, these new pictures of Saddam Hussein and his son, and whether they're real or not. Same as the last time we had the uh, the, the chubby clown out there high-fiving the little kids and uh, running around in the middle of the crowd. This is a guy who doesn't even let people anywhere near him, much less touch him. He's right. uh, almost like Howard Hughes. He's got like a like right. a, no, a fetish about washing his hands. He doesn't want anybody uh, touching him, much right. less uh, exactly. any of this crap. Tissue and boxes. he's out there shaking hands and schmoozing. There's no question it was one of his uh, doubles. He looked about as much like him <laughs> as uh, as Greg Reed looked like him. In fact, if Greg put on a mustache, oh, he did have a better haircut than Greg. And that's what they're talking about on MSNBC. So what, what's the point when you already know what you're going to get? It's like, it's like uh, some kind of cereal that you hate. Well, I bought another box of it to just just to see what it tasted like, just to make sure my memory was correct. It tasted like crap. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I'll never get it. WQAM. Neil, why did you cut me off? What? WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I'd like to just ask you a couple questions. I have the Direct TV, and uh, I've been watching a little bit of the CBC on there, but. Any other better, better ways that I can get, uh, you know, news? Because ever since I've been listening to you, I've always been open about different areas. And I don't want to get sucked into the, you know, the MSNBCs and the CBSs that are out there. Do you have anything that you used to suggest? Internet. Internet only. Okay. I appreciate it, buddy. You won't, you won't get it on TV, on American TV. I'll guarantee you that. Okay. Because with the satellite, I'm pretty much stuck in. So I just stick to uh, the Internet sites that I've been going to. Trust me. Thank you, buddy. Okay. Hang in there. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Do you know? You see the guy with the uh, Leafs game that, that on line nine. That was the uh, what have I done? What did I do to uh, whatever that was? Yeah. You know? What did I ever do? That was that guy. So that's why immediately, as soon as I even heard the voice, the, the finger was on it and the button too. Get yourself a life, okay, sir. Get a life. Get lost. WQAM. Yes, Mr. Rogers. I would just like to weigh in with all these uh, these burning bushes, if you will. When I see the lies blatting out of my TV set about the wonderful thing in Iraq, destroying power, destroying water, it reminds me of when my dog, Fifi, does not make it to her little pen. And 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM. Baba Booey, asshole. WQAM. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, you know, you were talking about Vietnam earlier. Uh, did you see that quote by this guy Garner, who is going to be the head guy, the the vice? Jay Garner, boy? yeah, they hate him like poison. By the way, yes. But did you see that quote where he said that if, if W would have been president, we wouldn't have lost the Vietnam War? No, I did not see that. That was in the Herald uh, day before yesterday, I believe, or yesterday. Now that's a frightening quote. That means that these people have learned nothing, and that W, if he'd have been in there, he, he'd have won that war for him. What, what do you expect coming from one of his disciples, okay, from one of his hand-picked right-wing disciples? What do you think he was going to say? 
Well, that's the first time I had heard that. Yeah. And, uh, and I understand why they hate him like poison and they distrust him totally because he's good friends with Ariel Sharon and the right wing in Israel. So they don't they're, want any they're part of it. They're joined at the hip. And I just wonder how long it's going to take for people to, um, to uh, wake up to that fact that this is the, uh, this is, these guys are uh, Ariel Sharon's butt buddies. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's why they're having those massive protests in the street of Baghdad that we're not seeing while we're too busy trying to figure out if these pictures are really Sodom and the Sun. Have a great day, sir. Happy uh, circus. Big Arnie of facts. How, how do these people listen to Russia? I listened to more Howard David before I listened to Russia is what he said. Although they are Canadian. He also says, what a jerk. The guy who said Bush had balls to do what he wants, that's what Hitler did. Yeah, that's correct. That's what I said, I think, Arnie. Then here's the facts from, uh, where's this, Palm Beach. Oh, Palm Beach Provisions, you know who that is, don't yes, you? I do. That's uh, the same asshole that was on there this morning, or on the promo anyway. That's uh, the uh, Mark the Jets fan and his good uh, boyfriend, Richie from Boarshead. Palm Beach Provisions. If we had cowards like you and George back in WW1, we'd all be speaking German, you commie bastards. Very cute, Mark the Jets fan and uh, Richie from Boarshead. Ach, do they heard that they were uh, uh, eloping this weekend. <laughs> Olymping. <laughs> Let's see. Originally, Al Pacino was set to star as Ron Kovic with Brian De Palma attached to direct. However, the project fell through due to financial problems. Ten years later, the film was made with Tom Cruise's Ron Kovic and Oliver Stone directing. That's another thing that amazed me that I really enjoyed that movie tremendously is that Oliver Stone directed it. Likewise. Which goes to show that nothing's, nothing's perfect. I mean, he is so right. grotesque, so ordinarily, but he did a good job. Give him credit. He did two good movies that I know of. And the other one was? Platoon. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, very good. Gritty. Although the, the review of Platoon was pretty lukewarm compared to the one I read in my uh, review book about Born on the Fourth of July, so I'll, I'll stick with this one. I Vietnam has only got 35 votes, 10% of the total on there, which is so, it, it's just, it's pathetic. It, 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 it's unspeakable. American people know nothing about history. They've got no concept of the value of human life. And like I've told you a million times, there's no point in my getting excited about it. You know, e easy come, easy go. They see this crap there, and it's like uh, numbers on a page. That's all. Just more statistics. Like stepping on a cockroach. Sports scores. There you go. Now you're getting the heavy-duty stuff. And what do you think about that game on Saturday? <laughs> I think the Leafs will win. 336. As a matter of fact, I think I had the right idea before. You know what? I mean, what, what the hell's the point? Spinning my, leaf, uh, my Leafs. That goes to Mahavlich. There you go. Let's get Frank Mahavlich to take care of all of this. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the A and T and uh, uh, whatever line. Box the pizza delivery. Don't put him on the air. Anybody home here for a delivery? Don't put Jeff Cohen on the air. Okay, he's off. No, seriously, he's been whoring us enough already. Okay, I know he's got uh, real problems in that other joint, but uh, <laughs> that's his problem. I told him don't open that other location. He's he won't listen in to me. Joint. He's got problems in his joint. I think it's uh, about to fall off. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Disease from use. Jeff Cohen is there from the pizza loft with matzo pizza and matzo lasagna for uh, little Beaner Boy and George. Did mm. he bring matzo lasagna also or just the pizza? He brought them both. Great. Nice going there, Jeff. Do not put him on the ear. Okay. Until he starts giving Rimmer 100% <laughs> off. He's pretty He's pretty upset that he's uh, only getting 50% discount in the computer there. He's I'm actually, at the I'm actually paying Jeff to keep uh, Rimmer's status of the way it is. Good. The way things are in that plantation location, you better start charging him double. And he says the other joint is doing great. No, it's not. Every time I drove by there when I was home, there was nobody there. That's in the middle of the afternoon. Get some people in there, okay? It's great food. It's a good place, but you can't see it from the street, and Jeff really is afraid to go under there. What was the worst chapter in American history, we asked? Look at this. The opening of the second Broward Pizza Loft is moving up the list. 
Slavery, 78. 2000 presidential election, 68. The Civil War, 50. Viet oh, speaking of rumors, so yesterday, <laughs> because the Leaf game went till uh, 12.30 in the morning the other night, three overtimes, so I got very little sleep. So you know how you try to compensate. So I taped Passions yesterday. I'm lying there taking a nap. I'm as sound asleep mm. as a little baby, okay? Lying on my sofa just cutting the Z's, you know, cutting <laughs> something. And the phone rings, and guess who it is? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Will you leave me the hell alone already, Rimmer? Said, yeah, yeah, I am. And then that, then five <laughs> minutes later, the phone finally, uh, leave me alone. You're the bane of my existence already, okay? You're a good guy, Rimmer, but in small doses, just leave me alone. Pop, 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 pop. Just go away. I'll see you when you get up here. By the way, we got something special waiting for you. It's in isolation at the hospital. What was the worst chapter in American history? Slavery, 82. Rimmer's phone calls to Neil at 110. <laughs> 2000 presidential elections, 70. Civil War, 50. Vietnam, 36. Slaughter of the American Indians, 32. The assassinations of the 60s, uh, 29. The Depression, 17. The attack on Iraq, 16. Monica Gate, 12. Watergate, 4. World War II, 2. World War One, 1. World War Three, 3. And World War Four, 4. <laughs> Imminent, the uh, internment of Japanese Americans during WW2 won, and uh, Gulf War one has no votes. I'll tell you, I mean, we got a ton of votes on there, but you look at that and tells me tells me we need some serious help. You know? Yeah, serious help. Sure, wish I had some of that matzo pizza, but I don't have that here, so I had matzo ball soup mm. yesterday in honor of Pesach. It was damn good too. Now, did you eat the balls and the noodles? I ate the balls. WQAM. QAM. Hello. God damn it, Reamer. WQAM. Neil, how you doing? What am I doing? No, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Listen, yesterday you were talking about Tim Robbins and uh, how he's not, uh, you know, given his First Amendment rights and so forth. I think you're being a little hypocritical with that. When you yourself, you have two points on this. You yourself mm -hmm. give a lot more airtime to people who agree with you than who don't agree with you. Sir, that is a total fabrication. I'll give you all the airtime you want if you want to say something. The people who disagree with me generally just call either take a personal shot or make some stupid comment about Texas is great and screw Canada. Well, what you you've heard it this morning, so you're full of crap. All right, I'll give you if that. The people on the, if the people on the other side could call and make rational arguments, whether it's about uh, the war in Iraq, whether it's about religion, whatever we talk about on this show, I'm more than delighted to listen to them because it's a lot more interesting, but they can't or they won't do it. The other thing was you should make it clear to your callers that the First Amendment does not guarantee the right to be heard. It's the right to free speech. You don't have the right to be heard. Hmm? Just what, the right what, what, what does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? That, that, no, that's you don't have the right to come out of CNN. Sir, that isn't the issue. You, you don't the, understand what the Sir, do you want to... I mean, what, what are we talking about? Say what we like, go step along and do and say what we like, otherwise uh, we're going to punish you. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. Don't you go back to Canada, you Jew bastard. None of us fear ya, how can you call this the news? You speak in a language we don't understand, lying and hiding the truth. Ajabba da blabadoo, Mohammed Abu Labi. Your turban is hanging over your eyes, you look like you haven't a clue. It don't appear that you know a thing about Bruce. And your agenda is really quite clear. Hating America, hating democracy, hating the U.S. and Jews. Oh, 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 oh. 
Happy Pesach anyway. It's 11 at 1 at 5, 60. I sure learned a lot from that last call. That was good. We have freedom of speech, but not the right to be heard. Yeah. Huh? Uh, if a tree what? falls in the woods and nobody hears it, does it have right. freedom of speech? There's a bear fart. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Give Murmur's home number, okay? It'll keep them both busy. Here's a fact that says, I've come to believe the reason people listen to and believe the mass media dribble is because there's no need for prerequisite knowledge. One needs no historical perspective. One needs no sense of logic. One needs no recollection of connected events. One needs no morality. One needs no sense of compassion. One needs not have a suitable level of comprehension. It's the ultimate shortcut through life, and the Rush Limbaugh School of Broadcasting is the conduit for this mental process, and you are... Absolutely correct, sir. Right on it. That's right. And just look at our poll today. Even our astute audience uh, obviously has a very serious lack of understanding of history. And, of course, these guys, well, you know, at least he had the balls to do what he wanted to do. What does that have to do with what I've been talking about? What does that have to do with all the innocent people, the men, women, and children that were butchered in Vietnam? And how is that a necessarily good thing in a person? And what does that have to do with what we just got through doing the last month and all the innocent people who have been butchered? You notice they never make any reference to that never. because it will be the Rumsfeld answer. Well, it's untidy, it's collateral damage, Schmidt happens, you know, the same old crap, you know? Got to break a few eggs. As though we're just talking in abstract, not talking about real lives and real pain and real grotesque, uh, barbaric stuff. We're just talking in the abstract, you know? We're viewing it from afar, from the comfort of our living rooms and our little... Uh, 17-inch TV, or a big 62-inch uh, HD TV. Watching the pre-packaged, orchestrated crap, the three-ring circus that the media puts on for you. The comparisons to Wag the Dog says this facts have been overused the last few years, but this war with Iraq is exactly what the characters in the movie Wag the Dog did. They filmed exactly what we wanted to see. Of course, no one died in their war because it was fiction, and they used the so-called victims over and over again. Didn't we see pictures of the same man over and over again in different crowds in different places in our newspapers? In fact, we're seeing them on TV today. Didn't we see only the feel-good stuff? Aren't our guys the good guys all the time, no matter what? How many times are we going to see that soldier getting kissed? This is the perfect wag the dog. After all, we have proof. Carl Rove said to win the play the war card. Do we need any more proof than that? When they go out to rent born on the 4th of July, get a copy of wag the dog. Too. Okay, there's a good. Keep you busy over the weekend. Wag your dog on the 4th of July. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Didn't I already have this story about the SAP guy? I had this on yesterday that we just had this fax. No, I don't want the other pages because I had the story on yesterday, the Arabic secret deal between the U.S. and the Bath Party uh, uh, to hand over Baghdad and let us roll in there. I already had that on there. Way ahead of you. Thank you anyway. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. You know what I really find uh, unbelievable is this uh, the excuses that they made to go in there, like the Republican Guard. Has the Republican Guard killed anybody in the last 12 years? Probably. They, they, they had Probably. no permission to go in there. And yeah. Defeating this, this of, the weapons well, the, the point is they didn't. They weren't a threat to us, or it's got nothing to do with not. how many people of they killed there. There are plenty, plenty of people being butchered all over the world. There were no threat to us. There were no threat to England. There were no threat to anybody, quite frankly. But don't confuse anybody with the facts because we did a good job. We went over there and we kicked the ass. Oh. We kicked them schmatheads ass. And now, now what? Now we're going to Syria Syrian, and we'll go right. wherever the hell we feel like going because we're number one, baby. We're the biggest and the best and by far the most dangerous. Just like Jeff Cohen says, we're the uh, biggest and the best and the most dangerous. How's that matzo pizza, by the way? It's spectacular. The matzo pizza from the Masa Crista. Best ever. I don't know if you remember the first time that he made it. It was a little imperfect. Was it really? It was good, but it's so much better now that it makes that's the, what uh, the that's what 
Rimmer said about it, too. He said the food was great, but it was a little imperfect because they actually charged me a few bucks. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Nothing's perfect, man. Just pay it up. Pay it up, okay, you cheap Canadian Jew bastard. God. Charge him double, Jeff. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, um, happy Pesach, by the way. And back to you. Happy uh, Good Friday. Thanks. Um, just so you, I, I, I agree with your friend that called earlier that said, yeah, we all have the right to free speech, but we don't have the right to be heard. I mean, I have the right to say whatever the hell I want, but you don't have the right to put me on, on the phone if you don't want to. You have that right to not to not broadcast my opinion, and I don't have... That, that, that has to do with the talk show. It's got nothing to do with the Constitution. I mean, well, what does that mean? You don't have a right to be heard. Well, what, what does that mean? I was just telling you, you asked, what did that, what did that mean? What did he mean by, you have the right to speak, but not the right to be heard? That's, that's what it, that's he, what he, he wasn't, meant. He wasn't talking about talk shows. He, we were talking about Tim Robbins. He wasn't doing a talk show. He was just going right. to make if an they, appearance. If they didn't want to put Tim Robbins on, they had every right to not put him. But the, but the problem being that they did it for the wrong reasons. Don't you understand? They're excluding him. They're taking baseball, which is supposed to be a national treasure, at least once upon a time it was, and they're turning the Hall of Fame into a political forum, which it has no absolutely. place being. That is absolutely wrong. I totally agree with you. Well, so so what's why even waste time talking about that? I'm just explaining. I was just explaining. It it, it just seemed like the uh, the opinion. I just wanted to to. to so in other words, you're, you're interpreting for him. Is that what you're doing? Okay, thanks for the interpretation. I didn't know we needed interpreters on this show. Wow. I didn't know that we needed to dignify somebody who says, oh, you have the freedom of speech but not the right to be heard. I mean, well, what does that really mean? What does that mean? And please don't anybody else try to tell me. I don't want to know. Wow. Five, six, in the midst of all the other things I'm talking about, to be to be dwelling and thinking on that. What, what does that have to do with what's going on in the world today, huh? This is the problem with talk show callers, man. Like I've always said, you take some little minutia, some little piece of crap like that, and go into a big song to dance. And well, in addition to which, who the hell? Why has he got to like defend the other guy? The other guy uh, made an answer. I mean, spoke for himself. Give me a lecture on who I leave on and how long. Get your uh, stopwatch out, okay, Pally? And you can start timing all the calls. You can start keeping track. Like all those great liberal calls you hear on Russia show every day. <laughs> right. Or like all the liberal, the liberal uh, commentators you'll hear on Fox News. Right. See, this is disturbing to these people, the fact that we actually have somebody on the air. I'm not going to waste my time with right-wing assholes. How do you like that? You already got 99% of the airwaves. You want 100%? Yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. They can't handle the fact that there's somebody else out here that really wants to promote a different point of view because there actually is one. Oh, you can't do that. WQAM. I'm local. <laughs> WQAM. Hey, how are you, Neil? Okay, sir. Happy Passover. And happy Easter, sir. Uh, the only happy crucifixion. I, Neil, the, I agree with you with the embedded reporters deal. I have a big problem with that. The Marines, the Army guys, they can't just go all out and shoot everybody like they're supposed to because of these damn reporters. They're supposed to wipe everything out, Marine Corps. Good point. Yeah. Kill them all, let God sort them out. Here's one that says they're trying to get Michael Morzoski away from him. Yes, look at the New York Post if you have a strong stomach. But they have no problem with Roman Polanski keeping his. No. Well, it was just a 14-year-old girl. It was good enough for Jerry Lee Lewis. It was good enough for Roman Polanski. How can this administration export democracy? You can't export things you don't have. Very good facts. Excellent. Good point. In honor of today's winner or the winner of today's pool, can you play good chip Amistad? Yes, I can. Always cracks me up, especially the line, your pillow is a rat. 
Volker Bryan's a genius. Is there any hope of a CD release of his greatest hits, including the ones no longer allowed, on WQAM? No. <laughs> no. Condoleezza. Condoleezza. Careful. No, I don't think so. Not this week. Not that there's any censorship you're going on, right. because you do understand we have right of freedom of speech, unless, of course, uh, we're picking on the wrong people. Unless we're picking on people from the Bund, from the Fourth Reich, whatever the hell this is. That's that's right. That's right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. I guess I must have rattled some uh, nerves out there talking about that movie, Born on the Fourth of July. That's your fault. Sorry. Excellent movie. Desperately needs to be seen. I think it's time to get the mm -hmm. uh, toothpicks out from a Clockwork Orange. Pry everybody's eyelids open right. and force them to watch. Remember how Born many on the years? Fourth of July, especially right now, because this has nothing to do with uh, my recommendation. It has nothing to do with uh, this right now. I've been uh, bugging you for years about that. Yeah, what it has to do is the butchery. That we are, uh, you know, we're pointing the finger at everybody else. And in the meantime, the butchery that this country is participating in and has done in the past is so grotesque. And all this talk about loving freedom and loving democracy and exporting democracy like this fax just pointed out. What a crock of crap. Exporting death and suffering. That's what we're doing a great job of. Exporting death. And importing. Of innocent people who have nothing to do with 9-11 uh, or anything to do with uh, being a threat to us. But we had to get somebody to make the public feel better about everything. And that's that's what it was all about. We had to get somebody, an easy target. Did we and get we him? We did it. We got a statue. WQAM. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Y yes, sir. Hey, this is Anthony from New Jersey. Gang back. WQAM. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. All you have to do is remember that the, the old Chronic. term that power corrupts. Okay, thank you. WQAM. Oh, WQAM. Hey, Neil, it's me, Bob Morgan. Good morning to you. <laughs> WQAM. Yeah, hi. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, the, the Clinton years. Everybody said all he did was play around with Lewinsky. All the military we have now. Hello? I'm here. I'm listening. All we have now is the, the military that, uh, that Clinton had. This isn't Bush's military. So all the little other Yeah, we've been through that a million times, sir. It's boring. Twelve minutes past eleven at five sixty WQM. They can't respond to what I'm talking about because we got a bunch of mouth-breathing idiots out there. Number one, because they got too much time on their hands because it's another one of those uh, glacier holidays. And number two, they got to, they can't respond to it because it's uh, too embarrassing to think about. They're speechless. Plus, what they know about history, you could stick in a thimble and put it all up there. Rectum. Still have a lot of room left over. Believe me, from what I'm hearing. Hey, if you have two thousand dollars or more on a credit card, listen to this. Dedicated consumer counseling can help you out. It'll cost you nothing. Dedicated is a non-profit company that'll contact the companies you owe money to, and they can cut your payments in half. Call 1-800-4-NO-DEBT. That's 1-800, the number 4 in letters N-O-D-E-B-T. Dedicated will help your interest rate, eliminate late fees, and save your credit, and it costs you nothing. The bank pays Dedicated, you pay Zippo. So if you're tired of battling credit card debt, call Dedicated at 1-800, the number 4-NO-DEBT. Call and find out how Dedicated can help you out. you got nothing to lose. If you've had it with credit card debt, high interest rates, and late fees, give Dedicated Consumer Counseling a try, and they'll handle all the details for you from there. Call Dedicated now, toll-free, 1-800-4-NO-DEBT, and please keep in mind it costs you zero. Call 1-800, the number 4-NO-DEBT, for Dedicated Consumer Counseling. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. The honey, Junior. We have the oil field secured with the pipeline under construction. And you, George, you will be a hero. <laughs> now, Mark and Carl here are going to help you brush up on your swagger. That's right, Mr. President. Our consultants at the Rendon Group have assured us that arrogance and John Wayne swagger will endear us to the rest of the world. Well, 
What's wrong with my swagger? Oh, nothing, sir. It's just you're going to have to do a little more than just lean on your elbow. Oh, I see. Now, if you'll just step over here, Mr. President. Mr. Rassico will operate the boombox. What do you need a boombox for? It's just for atmosphere. Oh, to set the mood. Okay. Let's roll. <laughs> Here, let me help you out, Mr. President. I'm all right. Perhaps the beat was wrong. Let's try a different song this time, Mark. Go ahead. Get Jackie Pearl in here. I haven't had my daily dose of Jew yet. Um, he's not available, sir. Perhaps we could get Harry Fleischer? I need a swagger, not float. <laughs> okay, one more time, sir. All right. You know what I mean? Shaddam's old airport after me. Eleven seventeen at 560 WQM. We got 416 votes on the poll. Which of these... Was the worst chapter in American history? Slavery, 95. 2000 presidential election is moving up on the slaves, 81. Which is kind of ironic because it was the dark folks that weren't allowed to vote in that election either. A whole bunch of them in <laughs> Florida. Uh, Civil War, 52. See how this is all tied together? Yep. Vietnam, 48. Slaughter of the American Indians, 47. The assassinations of the 60s, JFK, MLK, RFK, 36. K. Attack on Iraq, 26. Depression 20, Monica Gate 13, better known as Penis Gate, but don't say penis. Not this Watergate house. 4, WW22, WW11, internment of Japanese Americans during World War II, 1, and Gulf War 1 has still got the big O, which I think we can understand. Here's the facts. Happy holidays. Did QM pump up the wattage or something? It's the best signal I've ever heard all the way up in Palm Beach. Keep it up. Listening loud and proud, Yadia, Clear Isabel in Palm Beach. How do you like that? I guess we'll have to tell him that Bob Vermouth is in town, went out and peed on the uh, tower. That's the deal. Bob Vermouth, our corporate chief engineer, went out there, driving up 441, really pissed off about the crappy signal the other day, so went out there and peed on the tower for hours, on the Tower of Power, <laughs> with Bobby Brown, and had himself a hell of a good time, and now that signal is just <laughs> sensational, baby. Nice going, Vermouth. <laughs> WQAM. QAM, not there. Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Hello there. How you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, I found a. I saw a bumper sticker yesterday. That I thought you might be interested in. Okay. Yeah. It says <laughs> it was no more, and I'll spell the last part of it. No more. B U S H I T. Right. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, I've never seen it before. So, all right. Well, let's get a lot of them and spread them around. Yes, have a okay, good Thank one. you, because he's sure spreading plenty of it around himself. Child casualties fill Iraq hospitals. The appalling injuries suffered by Ali Ismail Abbas are not unique, as an aid worker has visited Mosul's hospitals. The 12-year-old, as we know, he was on our website, and they've had done a whole lot of hearts and flowers stories. It's a horrible story. 12-year-old lost both his arms and received extensive burns during U.S. bombing raid. He's been airlifted to a hospital in Kuwait for emergency surgery. However, Brendan Patty of the aid charity Save the Children is working in the northern Iraqi city of Mosul, says he has seen dozens of similarly injured children whose plight has not attracted the same amount of attention. He said the injury toll was reducing experienced medical staff to tears. He told the BBC, in the hospitals, the doctors have struggled very bravely to keep things running during the bombing. They were having to do amputations on children all the time. 
every day that they're having to confront that kind of thing. They were broken up about it when they were speaking to us. These were medical professionals on the verge of tears. Unfortunately, Ali is by no means unique. He said the staff had been fighting off looters with their bare hands. Yeah, see, nobody responds to any of this, and you want to know why? Because it's too embarrassing. They want to, you know, put their hands over their ears like that little monkey, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, etc., and uh, just pretend this didn't really go on. Now, this didn't happen. It's just propaganda. It's just right. Sodom's propaganda, that's all. You're just getting sucked in by that uh, Al Jazeera propaganda. Right. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. WQAM. Hey, how's it going? Okay. I wanted to talk to Neil. Speaking. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Um, I wanted to find out um, uh, what are the chances, maybe it's too early to tell, um, you know, damage control and such, what are the chances of Bush actually getting reelected? What are the chances? Yeah. Based on the possibility who the Democrats have to uh, run against them, I'd say they're pretty damn good his chances of getting reelected. That's crazy. Well, but who's going to run against them? I take freaking droopy dogs right now. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, maybe that's what you're going to get. That's what oh, you're going to okay. get. Uh-huh. Sure beats a lot of the names I'm hearing. Droop doggy dog. Right, droop doggy dog. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. The drooper. Remember that win one for the gipper? How about win one for the drooper? Or the drip. He's a real trooper, is what I'm hearing. WQAM. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. I like yeah. it a lot. Let's put that on with a hockey game in the background. <laughs> WQAM. Yeah, Neil. You know when you dial a station, it only rings for two minutes and it hangs up. Yeah, I'll still call again. Just, it'll keep you busy. Just keep dialing, man. We'd like hey, to listen. keep you occupied. And that guy who called up about Toronto, I got news for you. That uh, Belfort's man, he's looking good. If he ain't the hottest goalie besides that guy from Anaheim, I mean, you know, it might be in all Canada. Well, what are you talking about? He led me through the worst goals in the history of the game the other night. What? Oh, I watched Belfour's pretty good, man. He that at first Let goal, me say it again, sir. He led in three of the greasiest goals I've ever seen in my life. That game should have ended 2 nothing Toronto. You have no clue what you're talking about. He made a zillion good saves, but he made let in three horrible, cheesy goals. They wrote about it in the papers here, and they know a little bit more about it probably than you do, sir. Good golly, Miss Molly. There's another one of our good South Florida hockey calls. All right. Wasn't that good? That was the best. No In an alarming trend, the United States military continues to discharge lesbian, gay, and bisexual linguists despite a critical need for language specialists. As originally reported by Nathaniel Frank in the November 18, 2002 issue of New Republic, Service Members Legal Defense Network, SLDN, provided legal assistance to nine linguists trained in Arabic and Korean during the fall of last year. Today, the Washington Post reports that SLDN has now assisted 24 linguists targeted under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Nine of those assisted have been trained in Arabic, eight were Korean language specialists, and three were trained to speak Farsi. SLDN has also provided assistance to two Chinese and two Russian linguists. Our nation faces a serious shortfall in the number of trained professionals who can speak and decipher the languages critical to our national security, said SLDN Executive Director C. Dixon Osborne. The continued firing of lesbian, gay, and bisexual Americans who are trained in those languages underscores the detriment of don't ask, don't tell in our nation. According to a government accounting office, a GAO study released in January 2002, the Army faces a critical shortfall in linguists needed to translate, intercept, and interrogate suspected terrorists. The report concluded that staff shortfalls have adversely affected agency operations and compromised U.S. military, law enforcement, intelligence, counterterrorism, and diplomatic efforts. But if they're gay, just go away. Oy vey. 
Kathleen Glover, a recently discharged Arabic linguist, wrote in the Monterey Herald newspaper that the fear that we all feel in these hostile environments is a constant presence. It drives some of us into severe depressions and others of us to seek discharge in order to protect ourselves. This is the only way we can ensure our safety since the upper ranks of the military refuse to do so. Senator Russ Feinkold of Wisconsin recently remarked on the Senate floor that not only does the don't ask, don't tell policy waste time, money, and linguistic skill, it also initiates discrimination against those who simply want to serve their country. Representative Barney Fagg, a Frank of Massachusetts, called the discharges a new height of stupidity, and he is... Absolutely correct, sir. Name. How do you like that? I don't... Wasn't that one of the reasons that they gave for September 11th? We had the information. We just That's didn't have right. We didn't have enough it. interpreters. We didn't have anybody who could speak Arabic. We were getting all that chatter, but we couldn't interpret it. We couldn't put our spies in over there because we didn't have the right people to speak the right languages. But God forbid, should they be homosexual, man, the same kind of right-wing lunacy continues going on and never going to change with this crowd. Uh, That's all they know. Yeah. That's all they know is pandering to the same narrow-minded, sick, twisted, hypocritical right-wing assholes. That's That's what you got. That's the crowd that stole your election, folks. And in the meantime, we got a whole bunch of Americans sitting back going like that, which that's really un-American to say that, ain't it? Yeah. Ditto, ditto. Yeah. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Dumbo, dumbo, dumbo. No, that's so un-American. No, it's not. It's just the truth. The fact that we got so many stupid, uneducated people running around, that's not un-American to talk about it. It's un-American to allow it. That's what's un-American, to sit back and allow it and to think it's a big joke. And, of course, when you're dealing with people who think that whoever wins a golf match is what's important in life, then you know what you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? What are you saying? 26, although Rimmer's got a great deal on balls this weekend. <laughs> 26 after 11 at 560 WQAM. Here's some great deals, speaking of fantastic, unbeatable deals. And, of course, they're waiting for you in Hallett Pontiac GMC. From our good friends Tom Lehman, Joe Prieto, and Ola Gang in Hallett. Three great Neal deals waiting on you this moment. Neal deal number one, get 0% financing for 60 months on every Pontiac or GMC in stock. Neal deal number two, get up to a $4,000 rebate on every new GMC and Pontiac in stock. That is correct. Get up to a $4,000 rebate on every new car or truck in stock. Neal deal number three, if you're currently a GM, smart lease, or smart buy customer and drive a Chevy Blazer and Olds Bravado or GMC Jimmy, Buy or lease a new Pontiac or GMC and get you an extra $1,000 off the price. Stop by Hallett and test drive the all-new and powerful Pontiac Grand Prix. Hallett Pontiac GMC, they've been treating people great, and they've been making unbeatable deals for 35 years in that same spectacular location, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's on U.S. Run right across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. For more info, call the Neal Deal Hotline at Hallett, one 534 That's one 888 just like what the Beast probably did all week, 888 Five three four forty two eleven. Don't forget all Neil deals subject to credit approval. See dealer for details at Hallett Pontiac GMC, who definitely are professional grade. We're Sports Radio five sixty QAM. Have a million dollar weekend. WQAM fifty six.
1131 at 560. Now, why in the world would you waste three pages of my very expensive fax paper? What did I say it was yesterday? Whatever the hell it is, fancy schmancy fax. Yeah. On this crap that you just sent me about Robert Fisk. I don't know. Did I send that? The war in quotes. This is the worst piece of soil oh. I have ever read in my life. Well, worst piece of right-wing propaganda. Please don't do this again. Carlos, okay. get ready for that seat next week. I'm getting it fitted. Get your ass fitted. That's what Mo was asking about. He said, can we get Carlos's ass fitted? I'm not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. George, noon, uh, 2 to 4 at Fort Lauderdale, Harley this afternoon on Federal to South of Oakland Park Boulevard. And then uh, noon to 2 tomorrow at Bill Seidel's uh, Boulevard of Savings on Northwest 36th Street, just west of 27th Avenue in Miami. Stop by and uh, take a look at him. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do there. What are they going to do there? They can chat. <laughs> Chat, try to grab up some of the free food. Right. And of course, George needs the money. That's what he's we'll saying. Uh, I mean, it's a holiday weekend. Probably not too many people will show up. But George keeps these little scams going because he's not getting paid too much, you know. Right. And hey. so we need to see you there. Hey, if I, I don't know why that line else, nine keeps ringing because I'm never going to answer it. WQAM. Neil, I love McDonald's. And I love eating my fries like the German. Yeah, okay, eat this. WQAM. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Oh, hey. You know... I see. Send, I say send all the punks back to be form school. Uh, Go ahead, sir. <laughs> hey, you know the uh, the Pat Buchanan thing is amazing to me. How now you look at his what he says, and it actually starts to make sense. You know, he's starting to be very moderate. That's right. Well, it's it's he's been saying pretty much the same things, but now the problem is is that if you look at the left point of view and you look at the right point of view, neither one really has the answer. If you leave it alone. It's going to blow up on our face at some point because we've been in bed with them for how many years? And if you do what the right says, we put ourselves into a war that's going to last the rest of our lifetime. But if we would isolate ourselves and say, you know what, let those people play with their own bombs. No, no, that, that's not what, I'm not agreeing with uh, Pat Buchanan on that. You can't isolate yourself in a world the way it is today. That's ridiculous. Well, it's too late. That's why. It's too late to do that now because we're already in bed with everybody. It, it, was, it was always too late. It was always too late. You can't do that in the, the world uh, the way the way it's become. It's just uh, the world is too small now. You can't do that. Yeah, it's, but I mean, what, what you know? Which way is the right answer, though? The right, the right, the right answer is not to be military adventurous than to start trying to colonize the world. That's the right way. Yeah, but if you but to start taking that. care of our own people here first before we're going to go over there and, and rebuild the democracy there. Let's start to go, worrying about getting democracy back here first. You don't think it's too late for that? No, I, I hope not. I mean, what you're, what you're do you mean is it about... too late? What, what does that mean? In other words, we're well, not going to have any more elections? No, but you're talking about just backing off and saying, you know what, we're not going to do anything about anything that happens over there. We're just going to sit back on our hands and let let everything happen. You don't think that's going to Is, is, that, what, is that what I just said? Is that yes. what I just got through saying? What it sounded like to me. Sir, get the wax out of your ears, okay? Please. Is that what I said? What'd you say? Uh, Bill in Miami, who's getting to be really... Uh, it's getting a little boring to hear all these people whining about their freedom of speech. Tim took a stand. The Baseball Hall of Fame took another stand. And Tim stood up and spoke in response to what he felt was unjust. And he has every right to do so. If you have something to say that's important, you have people that are willing to listen to all this. Time. Whatever. Whatever you're yeah. saying, Bill in Miami, is becoming very chronic. He means well, but a little bit carried away with himself. Pontificates. Just calm down, Bill. Okay, cut back on the faxes to 15 a day. Here's one it says from a lady in Hollywood. I want to thank you profusely for the bedtime stories. Lady, if I kept reading the bedtime stories uh, these last several months, I'd have been out of business already. I always enjoyed hearing them. And now, yeah, you and George and, um, and the Beaner Boy. And now the links they provide are just a tremendous wealth of information. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's good. See, they're on the uh, website for those who uh, care to read them or have somebody read them to them. 
I saw Bowling for Columbine yesterday. He should be, it should be required viewing for every American. Have you seen it? I'm glad she reminds me. I'm going to go out and get a copy this weekend. It is available right on DVD. Yes. Regarding the PNAC website, I guess there are many right-wing yahoos that would agree with the agenda of the U.S. world domination. I could possibly be persuaded the U.S. should take on world leadership role. However, sending in troops to maim and kill innocent people is no effing way to lead. Didn't we fight a war to prevent a certain European dictator from doing the same thing? You're correct about Vietnam, remember. It's, I'm 40 years old. My brother served four tours. I was one of those children who asked for world peace for Christmas. If the Republicans get their way, and I can't read this next line, new generation of these children as we goose step toward perpetual aggression. P.S. Tired of holding for over 30 minutes. Had to give up. Well, sorry, lady in Hollywood, but thanks for the facts, okay? See how easy it was to fax it in? Right. As opposed to hanging on waiting for me to answer the phones. We wouldn't be doing a screenless, but George has taught Carlos very, very well, and Carlos refuses to answer the phones. Five six seven oh five six. Well, he don't want to talk to those people out there, and you know something. I can't blame him when you come right down to it. Who the hell does? I mean, there's a few of them. I'd say, what percent would you say have been good calls today? About thirty, man. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then we got seventy percent mouth breathers because it's a holiday, and the punks got nothing better to do, and they're gonna call up. I like McDonald's, and we got the little Cuban circle jerk out there. They're in a feeding frenzy today, and bada beep, bada boop, bada, you know. As usual, almost nobody responding to any of the things that I'm talking about. I started the show talking about watching that movie Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise last night and about how the timing of my watching it is so perfect for what's going on right now and we've just finished with all this butchering the last four weeks. Does any has one person addressed that today? No. No. Because they can't. Just talk about a lot of generalized horse crap, like this last guy's giving me a lecture. Well, you're saying we should just sit back and I, I didn't say that. That's what Pat Buchanan is saying about isolating ourselves from the rest of the world. You can't do it. But we need different leadership, not a bunch of corrupt uh, lunatics that are controlled by big business. I mean, how stupid can a public be? Well, let's do the trickle-down again, okay? Reagan was able to push that yeah. through. And we got a little one in there. Let's get another big fat one for all our good buddies in big business, okay? More tax cuts for the rich. Robin Hood in reverse. And the public sits back, like that. Man, you, you talk about rape. You know, Mo's always talking about gang rape. Uh, is fun. It must be, because the biggest gang rape I've ever seen is going on right now in this country. Gang rape is funny. Yeah, it's a panic. <laughs> and they must be enjoying it. They must like being on a receiving end, if you know what I mean. Rectum. WQAM. QAM. Yeah, I speak to Neil, please. Speaking. Hi, Neil. Um, two things. Um, last week you had a story about this reverend who had all his water and you couldn't take a shower unless... Right. Uh-huh. Uh, he was converting. You couldn't, you couldn't have any water. You couldn't drink or do anything unless you would uh, be baptized. Well, in Vietnam, that guy would have been dead in a day. Uh, it would be amazing how accidents happen. But, um, and <laughs> I just couldn't believe that when I heard that. If, if it's on the news, obviously people there know about it. Mm-hmm. What, kind of, what kind of people got running stuff today? Lunatics, just like just like Franklin Graham and his Baptist friends that want to go over there and convert all these uh, schmatheads to Christianity. Yeah, well, lots of luck to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, thanks. Hang in there, Pally. Yeah, that's right. We're not only going to export democracy, our kind of democracy, with uh, Ahmad Shalabi and with uh, Jay Garner and all these people that you don't want any part of, all these people that either never were there before in their lives or haven't been there in 40 years, and people that don't have your best interest at heart. And not only that, but we're also going to send some evangelists over there to take away your your uh, grotesque, uh, infidel uh, attitudes. Right. They'll be better off. That's right. We're going to make you an offer. It's kind of like Crusades Part 2 is what it's like. Right. Part 5. Well, 100. <laughs> we're going to Christianize, baby. We're going to spread the gospel according to George W. That's what we're going to do. 
Christianize all them damn heathens because you know what Franklin Graham said? It's a nasty, horrendous religion. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to like uh, install it there, whether you want it or not. And then, of course, the Catholic Church will want their peace, but then the Pope of Christ, he screwed up. He had his chance. Yeah. He really screwed up. Oh, He's on the wrong sorry. side this mm -hmm. time. He wants a peace. Five six seven oh five sixty. Of course, it's Good Friday, so we can't criticize the Pope today, can we? Yeah. Oh, we can. That silly old man in a dress. And here, all over the world today, we got these millions and millions and millions of people. All these getchkis running around, going here, and all of these silly things with a cross and with the uh, all these other ornaments and this uh, these rituals that they're going through. Because the public, this is the way the power structure of the world wants it, boys and girls. They want you to be a bunch of lemmings, a bunch of sheep. And just go in there and recite a bunch of gobbledygook that was written by a bunch of superstitious Neanderthals thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago, kind of like when they were making those artifacts that we just got through uh, destroying in Iraq. At my junior, honey. It's 11.45 at 5.60 WKMG. I was just going to drop something in there. I can't find Oh, there it is. Bing, you blow their brains all over your nice side relief suit. So speaking of these psyops, you do understand that one of the reasons we went back from orange to yellow alert is to convey the message to the American public that, see, now that we just concluded this very quick victory over there in this wonderful uh, restored democracy to a country that hasn't had it in a zillion years, now uh, we feel a lot safer, see? Right. The yeah. chatter is down. And then what happens on the news last night? Now they're talking about Hezbollah again. Yeah. Yeah, now maybe Hezbollah's uh, really going to pull some crap. Wasn't Bobby Graham, our very own BDR Senator Bobby Graham, who would get my vote, by the way, in a heartbeat, wasn't he screaming about this months and months ago? Yes. While we were talking about Al-Qaeda and uh, zeroing in on Sodom, where we know we don't have any weapons of mass destruction, uh, Hezbollah was like, uh, they're the chigger in a woodpile. So immediately on the heels of lowering the alert to yellow, uh, they said, well, you know, they're uh, big trouble. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey Neil, how are you this morning? Okay. I'm just amazed that when you do the screen list, of the amount of morons that come out of the well, pardon the expression, the closet. That's what's out there, man. Oh my gosh! I mean, people just don't have anything oh intelligent to say. No, they don't. They just call up and they do the little blah, 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 and they try That's to it. throw a cuss That's word in there. Like, like you don't stop it. I mean, these people are obviously, they're not new. They've listened to your show before, and they know you have a dump button, but their yeah. brains have been dumped, obviously. Well, sir, there are a lot of people out there who enjoy that, okay? So we have a little something for everybody. People with an IQ larger than 50, an IQ lower than a minus column. We have a little something for everybody. It's like a smorgasbord. It's an amazing <laughs> program to listen to when you're... Yes, it uh, is. Uh, up here, I'm up in Fort Lauderdale. I'm just amazed at everything these days. Well, I've been doing it for 27 years in this town, so you can imagine how amazed I am. I'm real amazed. Just take a deep breath, and we all just lay down and go to sleep. There you go. Okay. Have a good weekend, Neil. Set the alarm. Okay. 
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. What's this you just faxed me? Unfreaking believable. It says Newsweek story. Uh, Baker and Botts, the law firm defending the Saudis in lawsuit filed by victims of 9-11. The Baker and... Oh, no! Oh, no! This is going to ruin my whole weekend. Sorry. Baker and Botts, they're defending the Saudis in the lawsuit filed by victims of 9-11. The Baker in this law firm is James Baker the Turd. You turd. Who's also the leading counsel for the Carlisle Group and was the point man for George Bush during the election of the 2000 recount. Remember him from a Bush one, of course, of course when he was talking did. about those damn Jews don't vote for us anyway. Let's see. Just another piece of the 9-11 puzzle the liberal media will never touch. Liberal, of course, in quotes. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Your nearest and dearest die in an incident that the president doesn't prevent. You sue the parties responsible, and your president's lawyer defends them, defending the Saudis. Fifteen of the 19 uh, hijackers were Saudi Arabian, and the victims of the uh, uh, atrocities are suing the uh, Saudi government. And in the meantime, James Baker III and his law firm are defending the Saudis. Leading counsel for the Carlisle Group, of course. The Bushes and the Bin Ladens and all these Farbis and in business together. Well, there you go. But don't confuse us with the facts, okay? We don't want to hear this stuff. Tommy. Right. This un-American stuff. See, this is the reason why it was so easy for them to do it. Right, right in front, right in public view. Not, not behind closed doors. Not in the darkness of night. But right out there in public. Right in front of everybody's nose. To take away the election and to steal back the controls of the government. That had been uh, taken away from them for eight long years. They were just foaming at the mouth to get back in. It was kind of like those same guys they sent down there to Dade County. They were practically standing outside the doors of the White House, banging on the door, let us in, let us in. It was the same thing. And they found a way to get back in. WQAM. WQAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Uh, by the way, Bowling for Columbine has not come out on DVD for quite a few months. Oh. It was supposed to come out in April, but because of the awards, they're going to re-release it in the theaters. But, yeah, but how about out. it's not, it's not on videotape? Uh, no, it's not. It won't be it's out until mm. like late August or November or even who knows. I thought it was supposed to be this month, April something. It was supposed to, but they pulled the release or delayed the release because they're going to re they're going to re-release it in the theaters because of the awards because they won the award. Okay. So yeah, I had it on pre-order for DVD and got notified. Anyway, yeah. uh, and also one more thing about your site, how you got the uh, the pictures of the kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends are, you know, going to site and they say you kind of passed it with that, but, uh, but, you know, I want to commend you for having the courage to put that on there to show the other side of the war because, uh, I'm not sure whatever happened with all those peaceful descent of the war. I mean, you know, we need to get, get out there and, you know, let people see what's going on over there. You know, it's not all, uh, happy cheering and, uh, you know, throngs of Bush supporters. So, you know, a little com commendation to you for uh, having the courage to put that on there. Because, okay, that's uh, right there. I think it's important to see. Amen. Anyway, Thanks uh, a lot. Let me show Neil and uh, keep keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T Verizon wireless line. Oh, but you didn't see those wonderful demonstrations at the pulling down of that statue of the orca. I mean, it's just mm. amazing how many stories there are. And they're available. It's not like some secret dark place that you have to go and run and uh, find them. All of this orchestrated, manipulated bullcrap for public consumption. And of course, very willingly, there's CNN, MSNBC, and Fox foaming at the mouth. So they can show the propaganda of the American public. Just like, just like the generals used to lie through their teeth night after night during Vietnam, went on for years during the military briefings, and oh, we only had four American casualties this week, and we killed 50,000 of them gooks, and blah, 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 we did this, and we did that, and like Kissinger was saying, peace is in our hand. Yeah, peace on you, Henry. 
you Nazi bastard. Five six seven oh five sixty. I still think that the guy from uh, the Exorcist ought to go after him. <laughs> Serious, Which Father Father Marin. Not the not the priest, the one the uh, the uh, director, the one that uh, fell oh. out the window and oh. the, Bert. His name was Bert, that fag director that right, was directing right. her movies. Got a little bit uh, tipsy there. He happened to be a drunk. Got tipsy at the party. You Nazi bastard! Don't you remember that scene in the kitchen? It was great. Of course I do. The spirit of Christ compelled him to fall right outside that window, and his head twisted around like a pretzel. WQAM. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Tell me if I've got this take on on what's happened correctly. Over half a million people voted for Gore, but Bush got in. Half a million more. Yes. Voted uh, for Gore. More, yes. Even though he and, was a bore. Uh, more than. And now than, we're sore. Uh, yes. Uh, so what it says in American can I lore. Say, uh, for us. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the three branches of government. And then were, we went to war. Uh, and I'm pretty sore about that. Mm -hmm. uh, the three branches of because government. Because this president is rotten to the core. And and what more can we say? And James Woolsey says we're in World War Four. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. I'm waxing poetic. <laughs> so the three branches of government are taken over by the Republicans. Right. So that leaves the fourth estate, the 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 press. Right. The press oh. is now taken over by, so that's all four branches of the government. Well, the electronic media anyway, because like I said at the beginning of the show, they're regulated by the FCC, and of course Michael Powell is chairman of the FCC, and they got everybody shaking in their boots, and so they're goose-stepping in line because they want to get the right approval for uh, buying up whatever uh, TV stations they can, and so they don't want to offend anybody, so they're like goose-stepping right. right along. So that's a done deal. So, that so the only, the only hope, leaves. like I said, we got is the print media, which you can find on the Internet. There's plenty of great information but on that. But it also leaves the Democratic Party, which traditionally there's always been an opposing uh, uh, political party. And where are they? You tell me. That's what I don't get. In fact, i got a great column here. Howard Dean, who, as you know, is running, who's a good guy, Howard Dean. Yeah. He says, Bush, Bush, it's not just his doctrine that's wrong. I think I'm going to read that. You inspired me after the uh, break. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Howard Dean. Do you think he's kin to uh, Timmy Dean? I sure <laughs> like his sausages, I'll tell you that. So the amounts of pizza was a success from Jeff Cohen. We had him I on the air for know. a few seconds there, but I started getting nervous because when he comes in, man, he just like sitting down there and taking over and starts telling all those pornographic stories. It, yeah. we just we just can't handle that, especially on Good Friday. That would be in very bad taste. It was so good, I eat too much. Did you really? Yeah, no. I'm and how uh, about Beaner Boy? Did he like it? Because he don't like anything. No, nothing. I haven't tasted it yet. I ate, but he brought me something just for me. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What did he bring you? Veal. For the heathen. Oh, try the veal. It's the best in the city. So you don't want... Oh, that's right. He wouldn't eat the matzo pizza because it's Jew food. And isn't that funny? I just mentioned Timmy Dean. God, it's just amazing how I weave all of this into one big ball of crap. You know what? I just amaze myself sometimes at how full of it I am. Just like the thing about massive Pequa. I was right. thinking that while I was watching it. In fact, in the beginning of the movie, mm -hmm. they show you the flashback of when he was a little kid growing up in uh, school. And it says Massapequa, Long Island. I thought, I just got through talking about right. Massapequa on the air two days ago. It's all psychically connected. Oh, my God. I put that damn Miss Cleo to shame. Neil Psychic Hotline, baby. Oh. Make some reals every day. Talking to about 50% of these. But the guy was right. That's uh, that's the way it is. That's this show, okay? And uh, that's what they want. You know, we've we've uh, tested this out for 100 years, and that's what they want. They want a little bit of serious stuff. They want some comedy bits. They want some idiots on the phone. They want, uh, you know... Just a way to kill four hours, that's all. We're not going to save the world in South Florida, the land of the walking dead, where you can smell the death and the toe jam in the air. We're not. Aren't we? I thought well, we if were. we don't do it, Randy will. Well, she'll save the world. <laughs> Come on, Randy, do it. She said next week she's going to do it. 
Don't be knocking the goddess, okay? She's doing her best. She's doing her little part there, okay? Now, if you can just hear that station anywhere. <laughs> WQAM. Hola. Neil. Yes, sir. A long time listener, first time caller. Okay, man. Uh, you should be the president, you know. Why you don't run for election the next election coming up? Yeah, okay. Thank you, man. Okay. <laughs> Okay, there you go. That's the kind of call we like. Man, I'm gonna let me strap myself down in the seat because the next suction that comes like that'll just pull me right out of the chair. I haven't got up out of this chair once today. I better get up. Oh, you're gonna get a blood clot. Yeah, I'm gonna get a oh yeah, clot. Now, do I? I don't have any live spot in this next break, do I? Because I already threw the log away. I beg your pardon? Nope. I wasn't asking you. Okay, I was asking George. Nope. <laughs> well, no, he's been getting a little bit out of control since he's doing such a good job on the website. And I've been talking about that a lot, which is true. He's doing a phenomenal job on the website. And now he's got Eric all, you know, depressed and uh, his ego is wounded, more so than usual. And now he's starting to move in on George's territory. He's already getting his ass fitted for George's chair in there. Right. So it's very transparent. A, a transparent attempt for another bloodless coup, okay? And I guess he's been watching his recent history. Live, Live and local. We are Sports Radio 560. QAM. I'm Frau Ileana Ross Leitman, and I like scrubbing my smelly gorilla ass with soap made from jewels and listening to the near Roque Comunista Hour. Sick Combo 2 at 560, WQM, it's our world-famous noon-to-one hour. we got the Mad Dog, Jim Mandich at 1, the Humper, Hank Goldberg at 3, and then Marlins on Drek at 635. Marlins at the Mets tonight at 710, if there's any interest out there at all. Is there no. maybe some of the Mets fans? Eddie K after the baseball game from GA, and then ESPN Radio overnight, such as it is. You know this article about uh, Jim Baker? Yeah. James Baker the Turd. 
Yes. Part of the law firm that's defending the Saudis. Well, there's one that's very long. I'm not going to go into it, but it says... Baker and Bott, Sultan's law firm, still boasts former Secretary of State James Baker is one of its senior partners. Its recent alumni include Robert Jordan, the former personal lawyer for President Bush, who is now U.S. ambassador to Saudi Arabia. Ugh. Holy cow, what a series of coincidences, you know it? Man. Anyway, Howard Dean, who's running for president from Vermont, he's not running for president of the whole U.S., just from Vermont. No, seriously, he's a good guy. He writes, Bush, it's not just his doctrine that's wrong. He says, after reading a recent article, I called into question my opposition to the Bush doctrine of preemptive war. I wanted to state my position clearly to set the record straight. <coughs> I appreciate the editors of Common Dreams that give me this opportunity. When Congress approved the president's authorization to go to war in Iraq, no matter how well-intentioned, it was giving the green light to the president to set his doctrine of preemptive war in motion. It now appears that Iraq was just the first step. Already the Bush administration is apparently eyeballing Syria and Iran as the next countries on its target list. The Bush doctrine must be stopped here. Many in Congress who voted for this resolution should have known better. On September 23, 2002, Al Gore cautioned in his speech in San Francisco that if the Congress approved the Iraq resolution just proposed by the administration, it's simultaneously creating the precedent for preemptive action anywhere, anytime, this or any future president so decides. And that is why it was such a big mistake for Congress to allow the president to set this dangerous precedent. Too much is at stake. We've taken decades of consensus on the conduct of foreign policy, bipartisan consensus in the U.S. and consensus among our allies in the world community, and turned it on its head. It could well take decades to repair the damage this president and his cohort of right-wing ideological advisors have done to our standing in the international community. Theirs is a radical view of our world in the world. The president who campaigned on a platform of a humble foreign policy has instead begun implementing a foreign policy characterized by dominance, arrogance, and intimidation. The tidal wave of support and goodwill that engulfed us after the tragedy of 9-11 has dried up and been replaced by undercurrents of distrust, skepticism, and hostility by many who had been among our closest allies. This unilateral approach to foreign policy is a disaster. All of the challenges facing the U.S., from winning the war on terror and containing weapons of mass destruction to building an open-world economy and protecting the global environment, can only be met by working with our allies. A renegade, go-it-alone approach will be doomed to failure because these challenges know no boundaries. The largest, most sophisticated military in the history of the world cannot eliminate the threat of sleeper terrorist cells. That task requires the highest level of intelligence cooperation with our allies. Even the largest, most sophisticated military in the history of the world cannot be expected to go to war against every evil dictator who may possess chemical weapons. This calls for an aggressive and effective diplomatic effort conducted in full cooperation with a united international community and preferably with the backing of multilateral institutions we help to build for just this purpose. This challenge requires treaties such as the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty that this administration has sometimes treated cavalierly. In any case, war should be a last resort or an option to be used in the face of an imminent threat. The U.N. Charter specifically protects the right of self-defense against armed attack, and most agree that action against imminent threat is also justified. As president, as has been the case with all previous presidents, I would not hesitate to use our military might to protect our people or nation from an imminent threat but you will not find a Dean administration turning to the option of force in the first instance as this president does. The immediate task at hand of the next president will be to begin rebuilding our relationships with our allies so we can work in concert tackling these challenges. The next president will need to undo the work of this band of radicals currently controlling our foreign policy who view the Middle East as a laboratory for their experiments in democracy building where no such traditions exist. Their approach will drastically change the view that the world has had of the U.S. 
Our nation should be viewed as a moral and just power, a power that seeks to do good, one that's led by example and with a spirit of generosity, and one that works with the world community, advancing the ideals of human dignity and rule of law across the globe. The people of this country must understand that this administration is a far different concept of the role of America in the world. This concept involves imposing our will on sovereign nations. This concept involves dismantling the multilateral institutions that we've spent decades building, and this concept involves distorting the rule of law to suit their narrow purposes. When did we become a nation of fear and anxiety when we were once known the world around as a land of hope and liberty? On day one of a dean presidency, I'll reverse this attitude, I'll tear up the Bush doctrine, and I'll steer us back to the company of the community of nations where we'll exercise moral leadership once again. And not only will I seek to heal the divisions the president's caused in the world community, but I'll also begin the process of healing the divisions he's exploited here at home. This president shamelessly divides us from one another. He divides us by race, as he did when he claimed that the University of Michigan uses quotas in its law school admissions. He divides us by class by rewarding his campaign donors with enormous tax cuts, while the rest of us are deprived of affordable health care, prescription drugs for our seniors, and good schools for our kids. He divides us by gender by seeking to restrict reproductive choice for women. He divides us by sexual orientation by appointing reactionary judges to the bench, and as he did in Texas by refusing to sign the hate crimes bill if included gay or lesbian Americans as potential victims. It's a Bush doctrine of domestic division, and I want to be the president who tears that doctrine up, too. I want to restore a sense of community in this country when it's not enough to worry whether your own kids have health care, but whether your neighbor's kids have health care. I want to go to the South and talk about race, while white Southerners have been flocking to the Republican Party in recent years, but I want to offer them hope that their children will benefit from better schools and affordable health care, too. The Republican Party has done nothing for working people, black or white, and we need to remind southern white folks that the only hope for better schools and better job opportunities and health care is that that is affordable as a Democratic president. I'm what is commonly referred to as a social liberal and fiscal conservative. I'm proud of the fact that as governor, I routinely balanced the budget, which it was not required to do by Vermont's Constitution, and paid down our state debt by nearly a quarter. I had to make tough decisions, and I'll admit that some of them didn't make the progressive community happy, but I made those decisions because I have a guiding principle that social justice must rest upon a foundation of fiscal discipline. Because of that approach to governance, Vermont today is not cutting education and is not cutting Medicaid, despite the perilous economic times brought on by the Bush fiscal policies. One of my goals as a presidential candidate is to represent the Democratic wing of the Democratic Party, a line made popular by the late Paul Wellstone. Some have questioned why I would so closely align myself with a politician whose politics were considerably more liberal than mine. The fact is that I admired Paul Wellstone greatly, not only because of his politics, but because he stood up for his beliefs and fought for them until the day he died. I can only hope that someday people will say the same about me, that I, too, remain true to my core principles no matter what. I believe that the Democratic Party needs to stand for something if we want people to vote for us, and by standing against the Bush doctrine of preemptive war and domestic division, we may yet rediscover the soul of our party. Writes Howard Dean in Common Green.com. Nice going there, Howard. He's got my vote. Four or five of them. You hit the well, Bobby Green. He's got my vote. What? During that reading. Social, liberal, fiscal, conservative. Right. That's it. That's what we want as opposed to right-wing fanatic lunatic, which is what we got. Hey, speaking of fanatic lunatic, yes, the beast just waddled through the door. Psychic powers again. I lost uh, 1.9 pounds since Monday. 190.5 on my scale. What do you got, fatso? You tub. He's uh, going through the uh, procedure. And what's the look on his face? Is he giving that kind of like uh, real He's tentative, smiling. Uh... He's grinning. He's always smiling. He's a happy yeah. man. There's a bit of confidence. Is there really? It's a new candy bar. Maybe he picked up the Neil Rogers fat challenge this week, especially right on the day after Dr. Bob died, you know? Is he on a scale yet? No, he's still uh, undressing. 
No, no. I know he was already doing the purge and puke in the tea room, okay? He's not fooling me. He was doing the old purge and puke. Let's go. Let's get on the scale. Coming. Drum roll. It's really long. Here he goes walking past the pizza box. There goes the belt. You can put a screen up if you want to take your pants off. He's on the scale. Two pounds. That's an improvement. Four times what he lost last time. Uh, he's lost 62 pounds and balanced for life, the beast. It's an improvement. You're getting there. I'm waiting for my, still, I'm waiting for my matzo cheating. my black sack. You're so full of crap. Put away the matzo. The matzo's all carbohydrates, okay? All carbs. But it's, it's Pesach. You know something? You got more goddamn excuses than fat boy. That's what you got. No more excuses, okay? Can't eat the leavened bread. It's Pesach. No more excuses. You can't eat any bread. You can eat the bitter herbs. Yeah, we got some bitter herbs for you. They're going to come over and beat the crap out if you don't get with it, you fat tub. <laughs> We're trying to save your life in spite of your hurricane allegiance, okay? Can he eat the gefilte fish jelly? In spite of the fact that Mo had to fire your ass off that morning show. Because you were so goddamn unprofessional. Oh, by, by the way, I'd like to ask this question. We do have that promotion coming up about the hot couples again. We're going to do that again in May. Yes. Now, is any is uh, anybody working on that? I saw that memo from uh, Miguel the other day, but it didn't smell too good. I mean, well, what's the story? Are we working on a way we're going to do this? Or okay. I realize it's only, it's only April 18, but I'm just worried about how it's going to appear on the website, when it's going to happen. It, it, just you know, it will appear and it will happen. I was okay. thinking Monday to put something up so people can start getting accommodated and start getting their pictures ready. Very good. It'll be the same kind of a thing, uh, like no send your pictures to contest uh, at neilrogers.com, that sort of thing. Okay, now don't let me forget, after the uh, break, we got to do the O.J. story. I might just do a whole lot of bedtime stories. O.J., because okay. i got all my tabloids here. And I think we already pressed the callers to their limit today. You know, they, and they, uh, we had a few good ones in there. Huh? <laughs> about 30, man. Yeah, about 30 bad ones and about five good ones. That's okay. It was all right. It was our kind of a day, okay? A little bit, like I said, the smorgasbord on your radio, a little bit of everything. As opposed to that right-wing fanaticism, are you sure that you hear so much of like 99% of the time, including from people you never would have expected it from? People uh, who sold out. Uh, I don't want to mention no names. People have totally sold out. Yeah, but wait. Yeah, uh, but wait a second. Forget about it. Too late. 12:13 at 5:60 WQM. You ever thought about getting you a wireless phone? Absolutely, everybody does. You know how valuable it is to keep in touch with your business associates during the day, as well as being connected with your family all the time. Well, don't postpone it another minute. Get it done today. Just make one easy call to Wireless City, your T-Mobile authorized dealer. Call them toll-free, 1-888-222-8080. And Wireless City will deliver today, right to your home or your business, a new wireless phone ready for you to use. Wireless City, a T-Mobile authorized dealer, can offer you service plans perfect for you, like their new 39.99 plan with 600 whenever minutes and unlimited weekends. Call Wireless City right this moment while you're thinking about it, 1-888-221-8080. Call today and get yourself the new small size Nokia 3390 with vibrating call alert and hands free. Just call 1-888-221-8080. Service agreement required. See printed materials or authorized representative at Wireless City for limited and complete details. Wireless City, your T-Mobile authorized dealer. Call them today, 1-888, like the beast did all week long, 888-221-8080. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Friday, you bastard.
Estuvo muy bien aquí. Are you ever since this presidential race began? I've often wondered who was going to win. Some Palm Beach people went to do their voting chore. So count up all the ballots and find out who's gotten more. Those old folks seem to have one thing in common. Looks like lots of them just gave their votes to Patrick Buchanan. So I'd like to know who won the election. Yes, I'd like to know who won the election. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote. The final tabulation started coming in. Then I saw a news flash on Channel 10. Some angry people all together in a bunch. They said they were confused and didn't know which hole to punch. Those old folks seem to have one thing in common. Looks like lots of them just gave their votes to Patrick Buchanan. <laughs> so I'd like to know who won the election. Said I'd like to know who. Won the election. Oh, I'd like to know who won the election. Yes, I'd like to know who won the election. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote, how many for Bush? Count the vote, how many for Gore? Count the vote, how many for Bush? Count the vote, are there any more? Prop 21 at 560 WQM. Here's a uh, s suggested poll. Yeah, there's most, most amusing it. protest signs. Drop Bush, not bombs. Who would have thought W stood for war? Now, this is kind of cute. I'll save it. There are 65 in all. I'll hold on to the others. Really? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Summer like fun. I said, we can use uh, that all next week. Sounds good to me. O.J. Shocker, this is in the National Enquirer, so there's a pretty good chance some of it might be true. O.J. Shocker, I want Sydney to disappear. How do you like that? <laughs> Poor Sydney. What? Poor Sydney. There's a picture of Sydney, who, by the way, looks pretty good in that picture. Yeah. O.J. Simpson stunned bar patrons in Miami as he complained bitterly about his 17-year-old daughter and then made what some witnesses took as a thinly veiled threat on her life, the Enquirer's learned exclusively. Two eyewitnesses described the shocking sense scene where they saw O.J. also admitted that he's beaten Sydney and while trying to get patrons to do drugs with him, confessed that he'd stalked his girlfriend, Christy Prody, the same way he'd stalked ex-wife Nicole. But the most stunning part of O.J.'s outburst was when he said, I wish Sydney would disappear just like her mother did. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it when I heard it, one witness told the Inquirer after taking in Simpson's comment about Sydney at the Steak and Ale bar. It was absolutely disgraceful. It sounded to me like he wants her dead. Another shocked bar patron declared, when those words passed his lips, I immediately got sick to my stomach, and then to make matters worse, he let out this deep, hearty laugh. 
I've always felt that he probably killed Nicole, but after hearing that, I fear for Sydney's safety now. So does Nicole's sister, Denise Brown. O.J. murdered my sister and the mother of his children. He's capable of anything, Denise told the Inquirer. When I heard those words about Sydney disappearing like her mother, it sent chills down my spine. I just hope and pray he doesn't do the same thing to her that he did to my sister. He could snap again. I wouldn't put anything past him. I'm concerned about Sydney all the time, but she knows we're always there for her. And when she turns 18 and can legally move away from her father, she knows she always has an open door in our home. But a friend defends Simpson, maintaining that when he says he wishes Sidney would disappear like Nicole, he doesn't necessarily have murderous intent, but rather he's looking for forward to the day Sidney leaves home as Nicole did following their marriage breakup. Maybe he just wants Sidney to get out of the house and stop driving him nuts. It's still not a very nice thing to say about your daughter, the friend said. Simpson revealed his sick plot to make Sidney disappear at the end of a tirade he launched about his teenage daughter. He was sitting at the bar at a steak and ale restaurant near his house in Kendall, said the eyewitness, who along with the other patron asked that their names not be published for fear Simpson could target them for revenge. <laughs> he was downing one drink after another and complained bitterly about Sydney. He said they're constantly fighting, can hardly control her anymore. He called Sydney a real nasty bitch and my burden. He said he hates her. He also admitted that he's hit her more than once. O.J. banged his fist on the bar and told me the only way I know how to deal with her is to yell and scream at her. I don't know any other way to exert any type of control over her. I just can't handle her. She wants to move out the day she turns 18. Trust me, when that day comes, I'll hold the door wide open. Simpson said the pair recently had a vicious fight. O.J. said she started yelling at him and, st and said, stay the F out of my life. Throughout his drinking session, Simpson tried to find somebody to smoke marijuana with him, the eyewitness revealed. O.J. spent most of the night looking for somebody to party with. He asked several people if they wanted to go burn a joint in his truck. He asked me, too, but I don't do drugs, said this uh, whoever. The other bar patron, a woman, told the inquirer, O.J. asked me if I wanted to smoke some marijuana with him. I politely turned him down. When contacted by the inquirer to comment on our story, Simpson insisted that Sydney is like any other girl her age. She's just fine, Simpson said. He denied threatening Sydney. But in the bar, O.J. did admit stalking his girlfriend, Christy Prody, he said he's been having problems with Christy, the eyewitness disclosed. He said, I was once crazy for her, but she's full of problems. <laughs> when I asked him what kind of problems he meant, he said, <laughs> cocaine, she does way too much. <laughs> cocaine. He then said that more than once she's disappeared for days at a time. Eventually, he said, he'd have to go find her, and he always knew where to go. He always found her at a particular drug dealer's house. She'd be there for days doing cocaine nonstop, he said. Then O.J. said something shocking that reminded the eyewitness of the night Nicole and Ron Goldman were murdered, the eyewitness said. He turned to me and said, you know what I'd have to do to get her out of that druggie's house? I'd have to sneak onto his property so nobody could see me, then slick around the backyard till I could make my way up to the house and get her. I've hidden in that fool's yard more times than I can remember. When he said that, all I could think of was how they accused him of sneaking around Nicole's property before the killings and peeping through the windows, peeping through the mm -hmm. keyhole. To hear him talk about doing practically the same thing to his girlfriend was chilling, says this story in the April 29th National Enquirer. Oh! Jay, how do you like that? Chilling. It is chilling to be talking about his chilling that way. 26 past noon at 560 WQM. Mad Dog coming at 1. The Panthers and the Heat forget about them for this season. College basketball, finito. The Marlins off to a very rocky start, and the Dolphins won't get started for another three months in spite of that draft next week. But wait, there's still some live action going on where you can be a winner and have a great time. Pompano Park Harness Track is open for live harness racing four nights a week. Every, uh, Like I said, three nights a week, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. First post time, 7.15, free general parking. Admission is free, too. Come out to Pompano Park. Enjoy the thrill of nighttime horse racing action. 
And, of course, every Wednesday at Pompano Park is Dollar Night, free draft beer, free hot dogs, sodas, and lots more. And you got seven days a week simulcasting at Pompano Park starting at noon with thoroughbred highline harness racing from all across North America. This Saturday is in tomorrow, April 19. Bring out the kids for a special family fun night featuring an Easter egg, uh, Easter egg hunt for kids 12 and under with uh, a thousand hidden Easter eggs. You following this? No. A thousand hidden Easter eggs. I'd settle for those Cadbury eggs. It all gets started at 7 o'clock, plus the Easter Bunny will be trackside, free mini horse rides, a magician, and live music and dancing. Like Joey Carr would say, music and dancing and dining. That's what Joey Carr would say. Seen him lately? Not lately. Good. Pompano Park, don't forget the action live Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, post on night 7.15, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. Bring a briefcase full of cans. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Bill Nicole. WQAM. Ryan Seacrest, I'm not gay, he says. This is in the uh, one of these rags. What is it? Which one? The Globe, I believe. Anyway, who cares which one it's in? He says, I'm not gay, but Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are hotties. You're gay. <laughs> American Idol pretty boy host Ryan Seacrest says he's not gay, but he still thinks Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are a couple of hotties. Many guys won't say it, but I'll just say it. Look at him. That guy's absolutely beautiful. You're gay. 28-year-old Ryan said in the Frank interview, revealing he's never been in love with a woman and can understand why he seems to turn them off. He's never been in love with a woman. He thinks Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are beautiful, but he's not gay. You're gay. Look, if I see Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise walking down the street in my head as a man, I can look at them and say, that guy's good-looking, he says. By saying those things, people think I'm gay, but I'm not. Trust me, if I were gay, I'd be getting more action than I'm getting now. As for admitting he's never been in love, despite having dated such beauties as Playboy playmate Brandy Roderick, Ryan explained, I think it has to do with my idiosyncrasies turning women off. Look, a lot of women would be turned off hearing me say how hot I think Brad Pitt is, you know what I mean? So it probably doesn't help my cause. Yeah, if he'd quit saying it over and over again. You're gay. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a message. Just uh, not getting the right message across. Oh, God. Speaking of weird people, somebody we despise... Dr. Phil's teen sex shame. This also in the Globe. TV shrink hits below the belt to boost ratings. He's exploiting kids, and there's no excuse for that. 
Dr. Phil McGraw is so greedy for ratings that he's turned his TV talk show into a cultural cesspool that has exploited the sexuality of young girls, say sources. All right. Hmm. I think George is going to start watching. I'm telling you. Oprah Winfrey's spin-off prodigy recently featured anguished moms and their trampy daughters on a syndicated show. One girl was just 11 years old, the other 13, and leering camera angles shamelessly focused on their scantily clad buttocks and crotch areas as they cavorted around. Young, How do you Phil. like that? Like Too I said, Phil, bring it up. Many Dr. Phil staffers consider that hour to be the lowest kind of freak show, and we're hoping that the series won't become more like Jerry Springer reveals a show insider. I don't think Oprah would approve. She's always taken a higher road and would probably be shocked to learn how tawdry we've become. Good Lottie, how tawdry. On the show, 13-year-old Ashley's mom complained that her daughter had trampy taste and dressed like a whore and admitted to calling the girl a bitch and a slut. During the interview, the camera showed Ashley checking out her figure in a mirror, zeroing in on her butt and crotch. They also pictured her thong underwear with a dollar sign on the crotch and pockets for condoms. George is checking the TV guide yeah. to see what time this one's on. No. 13. Yeah, you are. Sorry. Sorry. Later, a cam yeah, you are. No. camera crew followed mom and daughter on a shopping spree, peeking into a dressing room to reveal Ashley trying on a pair of sexy lace-up panties. Oh, she's 13 years old. That's exactly. Once again, the camera brazenly zoomed in on the girl. Another segment, 11-year-old Victoria rolled up the legs of her boxer shorts and turned down the waistband to reveal her hot pink thong underwear, which had her mother Sally seeing red. The camera lingered on a close-up of the young girl's behind. This was double exploitation, child rights advocate Eileen King tells The Globe. They exploited the children on the air, and they did more damage by adding sexual innuendos and sneaky camera angles to make them look even more sexually provocative. King, regional director of the Washington, D.C.-based Justice for Children, pegs the 52-year-old TV shrink as a hypocrite. Dr. Phil says he's trying to expose the problem and protect these kids when, in fact, he's exploiting them, she blasts. These are prepubescent children whose private parts are being exploited by his camera crews, and there's no excuse for that. Another expert says Dr. Phil may boost ratings, but at the girl's expense. Shame on Dr. Phil for falling for the ratings game rule that sex sells, said Dr. Lois Muller, a psychologist who specializes in adolescent behavior. Once these youngsters go back to school, they'll attract attention, and while the boys will be after them for sex, their female friends will resent them for their newfound stardom. Eventually, they'll have no friends, and their self-respect will tumble even farther. Muller adds that troubles at school may turn out to be the least of the girls' problems. I really fear for them because once they've been exposed on national TV, it's almost impossible to regain any semblance of a normal life, she says. Muller also says that Dr. Phil missed a golden opportunity to do some good. What the girls needed to hear was how true love is distinguished from sex, she says. They didn't need to be exploited like underage girls in a porno flick. How do you like that? All right. Man. Beaner Boy's waiting to get home to see Dr. Phil. What channel? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Doggy Dog's raunchy video could cost him his life. Fury over topless teens eyed in shooting attack on the rapper. Snoop Dogg may have been the target of a drive-by shooting carried out by an angry father or boyfriend of one of the teens exploited in the hip-hop star's sordid new Girls Gone Wild video, friends say. The 31-year-old rapper was uninjured when a passenger in a dark-colored sedan recently peppered his convoy with semi-automatic handgun fire as it traveled under an L.A. freeway. Bullets stuck three of the rapper's cars and wounded one of his eight-armed bodyguards. Three of hip-hop's biggest stars, Tupac Shakur, Notorious B.I.G., and Run DMC's Jam Master J., have been murdered in the past. But the embarrassing GGW videos in which college-age girls bear their breasts and more, now George is uh, looking for those, mm -hmm. probably has them all, have ticked off no, tons of them. people, notes the source, and Snoop Hawks a new video that he directed in the late-night infomercial. I mean, there are a lot of people really upset by these things, says a Snoop pal. Let's face it, some of these fathers don't want to see their little girls topless on some raunchy video. 
They wouldn't mind seeing somebody else's girls on there. Snoop, whose new single, Beautiful, is currently ranked in the top ten. I thought I thought Beautiful was Christina Aguilera. I have no idea. What What is... Can you explain I know, that to me? I know she does have a uh, a song, Beautiful. Maybe he's got one, too. How the hell Get out of here. Snoop Doggy Dog is singing Beautiful. Maybe. I don't know. Carlos is checking it. Snoop, whose new single, Beautiful, is currently ranked in the top ten, has been feuding with Death Row Records founder Suge Knight. Mm. Knight guy. recently warned him and a handful of other artists to watch their backs. But Snoop's friends think the shooting may be totally unrelated to the hip-hop wars and instead resulted from a 60-minute Girls Gone Wild video, a part of a series in which young men were filmed, young women filled, taken off their tops during spring break, Mardi Gras, and other celebrations. It's confirmed. Some of the girls... I beg your pardon? He does have a song called Beautiful Out. Well, screw him. Some of the girls say they feel exploited and claim it violates their privacy. I feel like this is just as bad as rape, says one 18-year-old woman who appears in one of the videos. All of us make mistakes or do something bad, but not everyone's had a video to continue to remind them about it. And Snoop, whose real name is Calvin Broadus may have found himself on the firing line because of his infomercial, says the source. Snoop is the one face associated with these videos, the pal points out. People are wondering if some angry father or boyfriend of one of these girls decided to give and take a shot at him. If someone's angry enough, you just don't know what they'll do, they said. How do you like that? Wow. Once he hears that, I think the Snoop might uh, drop a poop or two. <laughs> hey, don't forget, join George today, noon to uh, 2 to 4. What time is it? 2 for 2 to 4 at Fort Lauderdale, Harley. That's just in Harley, like in uh, Guiding Light. Located on Federal Highway, just south of Oakland Park Boulevard. Some free uh, Creo on, uh, crappy QM prizes. And enjoy free food from Atlantic City subs. And then tomorrow, noon to 2, George will be out at Bill Saddle's Boulevard of Savings. On Northwest 36th Street, just west of 27th Avenue, Miami, I'll have some prizes. Atlantic City subs. And wait till you meet the crowd that shows up to see George. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Friday, you bastard. You're a bastard. Girls Gone Wild is the video that shows real girls flashing their goods during spring break week in Florida. But what about the hotties who spend the whole year in Florida? Now, they've got their own video. It's Golden Girls Gone Wild. Who's in it? Why, it's all your favorite golden girls. Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and the always seductive Sophia. I should have to think what was under that dress. Well, you won't have to think, because Golden Girls Gone Wild is two full hours of these ravenous retirees showing loads of wrinkly skin. I am the most attractive and available woman in all of Miami. Golden Girls Gone Wild. These hotties with hot flash are going topless every chance they get. Uh, except when their arthritis flares up. No, I'll never be able to open my blouse again. It doesn't get any sexier than this. But don't take our word for it. Listen to what the Golden Girls are saying about each other. She looks like Ava Golden. It's Golden Girls Gone Wild. Watch it just one time and you'll agree. Dark day in the history of mankind. Golden Girls Gone Wild. Call now. Wow, this is something. This is the thing about all the memos from Ain't the... It? Um, Major American television networks? I didn't even finish reading it. I couldn't wait to stick it in the fax machine. Okay, well, I, I don't want to uh, jump into it because we only got a couple no, minutes no. left, so I'll save it. I'll peruse it over the weekend and save it, but it's uh, got a whole bunch of memos. Yeah. At least quotes from memos that were sent by American TV networks. You could give the site out. Up on top. The website is. Uh, Up on top. Oh, here it is. Uh. What is that? TBR? I can't even read it. TBR. TBRnews.org? Yes. Slash archives. Oh, it's, it's too... Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. TBRnews.org. I can't read it. Anyway, I'm going to save this. Let me figure it out on Monday. This other piece, though, by that fag, I mean, Michelangelo Signorelli in New York Press, slams and smears why Grove put Brock on a block. 
Like most gossip columnists, the Washington Post Lloyd Grove is as political as any D.C. operative. He certainly knows when he can get away with smearing and whom he cannot. It's a fine line. You've got to show you have some balls, but go too far and you'll have those balls cut off. In this context, someone like David Brock is an easy, virtually cost-free target. An individual, few among the current regime in Washington, would shed a tear over. Surely there's no love, love lost either between Brock and Grove's editors at the Post either. The author of best-selling Blinded by the Right, after all, did make fools of so many journalists in that town, revealing that, he's, that his supposed exposés about Anita Hill and Bill Clinton, stories with which journalism packed dutifully and sensationally ran, were mostly based on fabrication, distortion, and half-truths. It was no great surprise then when Grove smeared Brock last year after the publication of Blinded by the Right, floating a piece of Matt Drudge-inspired dirt about Brock in his column, attempting to discredit him. Nor was it a shocker when Grove went back for a second helping two weeks ago, slamming Brock in an item about a star-studded D.C. party, celebrating the publication of the paperback edition of the book. Grove once again offered up the drudge sludge on Brock. He also quoted a negative review of the book from last year out of scores of positive reviews and ridiculed Senate Minority Leader Tom Daschle and Nevada Democratic Senator Harry Reid for hosting the release party. Well, that's the way it goes, okay? Any friend of uh, Matt Grudge ain't no friend of ours except for Lynn. We'll make an exception in your case, but only you, and it's about time you wised up, sweetheart. God, Matt Grudge, just a self-hating screamer, man. Just makes my skin curdle. Makes my blood boil. Makes me nauseous. Makes me want to puke and purge and gag. Speaking of that, Lisa Marie's gay affair. The truth in the star. And, of course, the truth will set you free. Lisa Marie Presley had a torrid lesbian affair after emotional abuse by men shook her confidence in the opposite sex. Insiders tell the star. Did the same sex fling affect all her failed marriages and color her relationship two decades later, including her divorce from Nick Cage, it asked? Star has learned exclusively that Elvis's daughter was so mixed up as a teen at boarding school that she threw herself into a gay relationship. Oh, my God. Her worried mom, Priscilla, took a drastic step to curb Lisa Marie's teen rebellion. She shipped her off to a strict Scientology school. You know what that means. <laughs> In a remarkable coincidence, Lisa Marie's then-boyfriend recorded a song called Bisexual Chick, and Lisa Marie was spotted hanging out in a gay bar. Friends worry that the singer's bitter divorce from Nick Cage could send her reading emotionally again. Sources set the record straight on Lisa Marie's troubled life after she revealed she had an affair with another girl as a teenager. Around the time she attended boarding school, she insisted it was a one-time fling, but Lisa Marie, 35, was heading for her third divorce, admits she's still attracted to women, and sources have seen her at lesbian bars. On the April 8 Howard Sperm Show, Lisa Marie confessed to America's most famous shock jock, an expert at getting celebrities to spill their secrets, that she lost her virginity at 15 and had a relationship with another girl when she was 16 or 17. Asked whether she dabbled with chicks, Lisa Marie replied, there was just one. But the stunning singer who's getting raves for a new album told Stern, it's not like I haven't had an urge to be with women, but I just, I like to keep it at ga a bay. How do you like that? She likes well, to keep it over there on Bay Street, is what she's saying. She'd sell more records if she, uh, you know, came out with that. And what a shame. We got all this good stuff that I guess we'll also have to wait for next week. How Dr. Laura's mom really died. Why cops say it wasn't murder. Ozzy's wife beaten up in restaurant. And this thing you just faxed me is just amazing. It's long been a strong belief of many Americans that their print and television media subject to certain government oversight and finally control. Recently, a mid-level executive of one of the three major American TV networks sent over 1,500 pages of memos from the corporate offices of his network in New York to the head of their division, of their TV news division. These memos contain a multitude of instructions concerning the presentation of national and international news for the network's viewers. Corporate is obviously subject to the opinions of various pressure groups to include those of official Washington and the Jewish community. 
It would be impossible to show all these revealing documents, but selections are certainly pos- possible. What is not possible is to reveal either the name or conscience-stricken media executive nor the company that employs him. These comments, therefore, can be accepted or rejected by the reader as they fit, but if the shoe fits, wear it. For example, March 22, it's not conducive to maintaining an overall neutrality in the Palestine uprisings to show any pictures of the American peacenik that was run over by the Israeli army bulldozer. This is only to be mentioned as a tragic accident for which the IDF is truly saddened. February 10th, it's not permitted at this point to use or refer to any film clips, stills, or articles emanating from any French source whatsoever. February 26th, it's expected that coverage of the forthcoming Iraqi campaign will be identical with the coverage used during Desert Storm. Shots of GIs must show a mixed racial combination. Any interviews must reflect the youthful and idealistic, not the cynical point of view. The liberation of happy, enthusiastic Iraqis can best be shown by filming crowds of cheering citizens waving American flags. Also indicated will be pictures of photogenic GIs fraternizing with Iraqi children and handing them food or other non-controversial presents, like candy, for example, which we've seen numerous times soldiers should not show examples of violent death. Also indicated would be brief interviews with English-speaking Iraqi citizens praising American liberation efforts. All such interviews must be vetted by either the White House or Pentagon before public airing. Oh, my God. Mm. How do you like that? Make and that's just getting things. started. I'll yeah. save the rest for Monday, okay? A little, a little tease. Oh, no, you're wrong, Neil. You know, it's that liberal media that's, uh, that's poisoning everybody's mind. <laughs> Sports Radio 560, QAM. The Middle Eastern world will be exploded. Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads that Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction three thousand people killed are now forgotten, let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten, going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden, but no one seems concerned, all comfy and complacent, believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation and the right wing. Drilling it over and over into our heads That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying We're all suspects now, Nazi Ashcroft is saying I have nothing to hide, table talkers all are saying Blind obedient cattle don't have any reservations About unprovoked battle and world annihilation Old regimes must fall in Halliburton installed With no objection at all, Democrats don't have the balls And the 
right wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Oh my God. Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. So isn't it fitting we get sucked in right at the end of the show today? Virulently anti-Semitic website. Do not put it oh, on our website. Do not put a link on there. I just checked out TBR. Oh, my God. All right. Off it goes. Oh, brother. Adolf would be proud of that website. Let me tell you right now. I was going to go there. Thanks for saving me the trouble. Yeah, don't even, uh, you don't want to see it, okay? But All it's right. a damn good thing I just did. Just out of curiosity, because as I continue reading down this thing, see, it's probably always a good idea to check out some of these websites to see where they're really coming from. You think? Because it's those Jews again, you know, on Pesach, no less. Well, Boy. So there you go, don't waste your time. Unless, of course, you're one of those anti-Semites and you might <laughs> squeeze yourself while you're reading it. Because it fits right in with America today anyway. Okay, George is going to be out, uh, we already told you, right? We right. tell you that? We got the Mad Dog coming up between one and three. We got Hank this afternoon. We got some uh, Marlin baseball. What's not to like? Got the Leafs and the Flyers three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Not on the radio, but uh, some of us will be watching. What was the worst chapter in American history? We asked. Slavery, 133. 2000 presidential election, 117. Slaughter of the American Indians, 78. Vietnam, 66. Civil War, 63. Assassinations of the 60s, 39. Iraq attack, 27. The Depression, 25. Monica Gate 21, Watergate 5, World War 2 5, internment of the Japanese Americans during WW2 2, World War 1 1, and the Gulf War still has the big O. What can I tell you? You know what? I'm, I'm thinking of stealing that 30 seconds back that, that we keep losing to more every day. Bye, bye, bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. This is Rhea Hudson.